I got a story for you. Some people collect medals or trophies to remember their physical accomplishments. Hunters may display animal heads, whole bodies, horns of their trophy kills. Older men may seek the stereotypical trophy wife as a symbol of their fleeting vitality. This Brit, if you ever cross her path, is out there on the hunt for one particular type of trophy, a t-shirt. But first, a word from today's sponsor, AndrePsyche.com. AndrePsyche.com is that small town corner shop boutique on the worldwide internet's big city. Go to Amazon if you like, and just like everyone else scrolling through product after product, you're never going to find anything unique, original, one of a kind. Well, I can guarantee that everything on AndrePsyche.com is unique and original because it's all created by Andre himself. We are talking about arts, prints, music, podcasts, poetry, literature, clothing, accessories, anything you need for Father's Day. I don't know if it's an accurate statement, because if it were, he would be committed, but this motherfucker is a creative genius. For instance, I still have really been impressed with his song, Hope, that you can go to YouTube and just search Andre Psyche Presents Hope. Um... He wrote it, he produced it, he's playing the guitar, he found someone to collaborate, he edited it. I mean, ev- everything, literally everything, and it was done in a fucking day. In fact, if you have a musical request, you can get up with Andre, give him a little bit of background, and he will produce a completely original song for you. Try it. Go to AndrePsyche.com the next time you need anything. We are also brought to you by the Getting to Know You pod. We are still in need of additional sponsors, but we are not in need of additional guests. It has been amazing how many people have wanted to share their stories and perspectives with all of us and you, the listener. I guess, would you be counted as us or would us be counted as a part of you? Anyway, if you haven't been on this podcast before or you haven't listened to this podcast before, we are over 50 episodes deep. So take a little bit of time and scroll through the playlist Um, I like how Spotify lays it out because the pictures are included there. But you're going to be able to find some great guests, some great stories. Read the descriptions. Take some time to get to know someone that you wouldn't normally meet. You can also go to our Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Follow and friend us there if you would be so kind. And you can get updates as to when new pods are posted. Um, And you can also get to see just different pictures, um, different perspectives, so that you have a, a face to go with the voice. And please subscribe to the pod um, on Spotify, Apple, wherever you are listening so that the latest episodes will be there waiting on you. And now, getting to know you. Hello. Getting to know you. Getting to know all about you. I'm going to do a terrific show today. Getting to like you. Getting to hope you like me. Because I'm good enough. Getting to know you. Putting it my way, but nicely. I'm smart enough. You are precisely. And doggone it. My cup of tea. On today's show, we are getting to know Robin. Robin, who is spending her day rescuing baby birds. How are you doing? I had a feeling you were going to put that in there. Um, Have to. Good. I feel I feel better about myself because I have been rescuing baby birds. And I was saying to you before, I'm really not 
a bird lover, especially when, you know, you try rescue them and they flap their wings and they, they move, anything that moves. Um, so it's been it's been an adventure, but I would I'm gonna put it down as my good deed for the day for sure. The karma points. It's all about the karma. Yeah. It just allows you tonight to just go out and sin like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Who doesn't want to sin like crazy? I mean, come on. Um, so do you I get worried and I don't think birds have teeth. I thought they just had beaks, and I may be wrong about that. But like when they flap, I always get freaked out that I'm going to like crush them or that I'm just going to get like <laughs> beaked real, real heavy, like worse than a bee sting type thing, like lose tips of the finger. Is that for you or does it like tickle? No. So I can relate to that. I think I'd be more scared of the bigger birds like beaking me as you, as you put it. I don't like that. Oh, the little ones um, are fucking angry, man. You know, that's what I worry point. about. The problem that I have is that when something moves, I drop it. So oh. <laughs> I don't know whether I've done more harm or or good in my situation today. But yeah, I'm not scared of crushing them because the, the moment I have the slightest movement of, of anything, it's like when I would go fishing. Okay, I went fish. I, I love traveling. I love traveling America. And I went to visit some friends in Alabama that I'd actually met traveling through Nashville randomly and oh, I went no to go way. visit them and they took me fishing and I I really love fishing and I, but more so catch and release kind of thing yeah, um yeah. so we caught these oh, I don't remember their name they were these red fish like snapper or something I don't know but red. we caught these beautiful fish anyway and red snapper I, yeah, okay, maybe I got it right. <laughs> so I went to like take the hook out oh and it God. just started flapping like crazy yeah. and I dropped it in the boat and there was like gills and scales everywhere and it was just it wasn't great. Like it it, it wasn't really worth um putting that one back. I don't think he would have survived the bump to the head. That, Severely yeah. handicapped. <laughs> he now he now needed to go to a fish rescue to be rehabbed. I mean, like, right? Like, so I feel like I'm doing all these really good things, but I end up making their lives worse. So I just don't know whether I should just leave them. Like, I think that's what I'm going to have to do. Yeah. So are you grabbing the fish bare hands or are you wearing like the cool little gloves? No, I went in there with bare hands. You know, oh, like I I thought if I'm going to do this, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to really, you know, immerse myself in the full experience and but I think that's where I went wrong. Like I did, I just didn't wear gloves because then they wouldn't have. But I, do you know what though? Like Sean, I still would have dropped it. So if I had <laughs> gloves on and that thing started flapping, it would have dropped anyway. Like I just wouldn't have been able to handle it. So maybe. So I've seen it on babies where they have bibs that like catches the food that they're putting in their mouth. It's almost like a <laughs> torso long cup or like um trench. And maybe when you go on these rescue expeditions or animal adventures, you could just wear like this. Custom gear. <laughs> oh my god, that would be so attractive, wouldn't right. it? Just yeah, like, like little... hey guys, look at me and my bib. Yeah, or yeah. like back in the day, the the stupid movies of firemen, like having the uh, like trampoline or the blanket to catch people jumping off of the roof. <laughs> just bring a little posse. Um, well, sorry, yeah. I, I always think of just weird, stupid images like that. I don't know why. Um, so <laughs> did, did I hear you right? That said, you had met up with some people in Nashville and then wound up on a boat in Alabama. Yeah, so I, I, I'll give some context around that because that does sound a bit weird. Yeah, because I'm worried, like, so, man, you are really, really trusting. 
<laughs> so uh, back in, I'm going to say, when was it, 2014, a group of friends and I, uh, of, we're no longer friends um, because of this trip, but oh, we no all... Way. So glad yeah, I asked yeah, then. <laughs> like just, to, I'll go into it a little bit, but we all decided that we're going to go on this really epic road trip from Nashville. So we're going to start to Toronto. Oh, so, and Alabama is yeah, definitely really on the way. Sorry? I said Alabama is for sure on the way geographically. Right? <laughs> yeah, no, I, I'll, I'll explain. I'll explain the Alabama part. So we, I decided that um, I'd go a little bit earlier than the rest of the group and head to Nashville just to kind of just do something liberating for myself before, you know, this, this like three weeks stuck with the same people. Oh. Yeah. So I headed to Nashville and I met... The, the, a guy in actually on the aeroplane um, called um, Mike, and he I, I found him really hot actually, and and so I did the whole tourist thing. It's very cringe, but when we were getting our baggage, you know, from the the like the baggage belt thing, I went up to him and said, you know, look, first time I've ever been here, and I did the whole tourist thing. Do you mind giving me some tips? Where should I go? Are you – I, I got to ask, man. So how long is the flight? So he was on your flight coming from where? Yeah, so this was from – so we had, like, a flight from – we had to change in Detroit and then Detroit to Nashville. Okay, and so it's, I, a, it's a quick Like, little... as I was getting off the flight. So – but um, – and I'm, I guess – so he's an American then. He is. Yeah. So yeah, then you're doing the thing, and I don't know if it still is, but the one Facebook picture, you've got the longer blonde hair. So are you doing the total like overplaying the mm -hmm. accent, overplaying the hair, like oh, just going all yeah. out? One hundred percent. Like I went full on Brit mode. Like <laughs> I was like, I yeah, this guy was just really hot. So I was like, Do you know what? I'm I'm just going to approach him and and find out what tips he can give me. So I went up to him <laughs> with my in, in Brit mode, you know, full on, you know, really accentuated my accent. And I was like, so where should I go? Like, I'm about to get a cab downtown, try to find like a hostel to stay in. He's like, actually, I've just come back from um, a trip in Amsterdam and I had the same problem. Like, he's like, I wanted to find out where to go. And these people were so good to me. So I want to pay it forward. Oh so he God. goes, I, I want to give you my number and I'll, I'll, you know, we'll go out. I'll, I'll take you around and show you some of the cool places. So I was like, okay, Mike, really? like this is, this is ideal. Okay. Was Mike a native? <laughs> was Mike from Nashville? Yeah, so Mike's from Nashville. Oh shit, um, dude! If some yeah, dude comes back from Amsterdam and gives me his number, and I'm a girl, I'm thinking I'm getting drugged that night. I'm thinking this <laughs> is gonna you know work. <laughs> like it may have even entered my head, Sean, but I was just like, you know what? You can just do whatever you want. Like it's fine. Like, <laughs> um, he was really hot. So, and this was like really my first experience on my own in America. I have a thing for like American guys, um, especially southern american guys so i was just in my element gotcha. um, yeah like he we ended up meeting up and he brought his friend will now will is originally from alabama but living in nashville at the time so we all had like heaps of fun we were going i, I think i extended my we extended the time in nashville like when everybody else got there to 
like another couple of days because we were just having the best time. Um, then we left and we we went and you know finished the rest of the road trip. So Will, Mike ended up getting a, a girlfriend in between this time, obviously from now until like 2015. And um, but I kept in touch with Will, his friend, because Will's just like he's really funny. I always had this thing like. Don't take this in any offensive way, but um, <laughs> Americans are I, stupid. What I, British people are quite good at sarcasm, and I was worried that like that people like Americans wouldn't get because we have very dry sense of humor. That sometimes people don't realize that we're joking. Right. You know, like it, it can be taken so literally, and I was worried that people would not really sort of get that. But Will was like the most sarcastic American, he just really got me. So we, we ended up being really good friends and we kept in touch. And then the next year I decided to go to Alabama to go see Will. So that's where the Alabama comes into this, in, into this sort of story. So the Alabama fishing trip was not connected to the, I no longer have friends and I struck out <laughs> on Mike trip. <laughs> No, no, this was, I'm going on my own trip Got to Alabama. You. Okay. From Alabama, Boston, I'm going to go on my own because I learned that I don't like traveling in groups of people. And the reason being, right, is because one of the people on the trip who I used to live with is in the, or he was in the army, like the military. He's like a very regimented person, like his, mm-hmm. his way of thinking even in this, like, per- you know, everything sort of transfers from, like, the military. So yeah. schedules, he, planning. What are we he, doing? Let's plot it out. What's our route, right? Oh, wait, what are we packing? Admin, Provisions. Admin. Yes. So this is exactly <laughs> this is exactly what happened and why we fell out. So he made a file, like a, a folder of, a, of the plan for the trip. And I shit you not, <laughs> he made a sleep-to-drive ratio. Nice. So we 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 were told how much how much hours of sleep we would have Ooh. and then how much driving we would then have which I don't know we you have to get from A to B in a certain time frame I get it but there was no I'm a very spontaneous impulsive kind of person and very free spirited so I didn't really like being confined to how much sleep I should have or it just it just didn't work. He just was very controlling of the entire trip. So we clashed like beyond five hundred times and, and and while packed although, into a fucking car, huh? On like endless gosh. highways. That had to be awesome. <laughs> that had to just be fucking like yeah. you just you're thirty minutes deep into like a twelve hour trip and you're just fucking steaming at each other. God. It was very awkward, like because we there was about six of us, so we had to hire one of those um they're like called Dodge Caravans or something. There's some like yeah. they're like a big like, people carrier kind of car. So I just sat. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I was I was cracking up and I over um I over giggled you. Did you say it's a big people carrying car? No. So it's like. <laughs> oh my god. So it's like um it's a big car for people carrying. Lots of people carrying, not a big people carrying. <laughs> oh, that could be shit. Yeah. Now. yeah. No, that, I, was just, I was cracking like, up. Thank yeah. you so much, Sean. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. I'm just trying to portray you in your best light. Um, 
<laughs> I feel like I feel like now people are going to listen to this and they think this girl is a bird killer. She's a fish killer. She's got a thing about big people. And she's a like, body shamer. Exactly. She's, she's just not a good person. <laughs> no, I'm with you. It, well, yeah. So the caravans. Um, I think probably you're thinking of like a minivan, which underrated mode of transportation man like fucking minivans are plush they're comfortable they really <laughs> yeah are. there's lots of leg room and we had lots of luggage so we needed the the room not all people have lots of leg room robin who go in there there are some <laughs> okay, individuals there we go again there are some i'm individuals. discriminating against people that it's okay all. you don't so you don't need to brag about the freedom that your <laughs> lack of body mass allows you <laughs> i know i'm, I'm basically i guess i'm basing it on my experience like i'm five four and like just like a little little leg so i you know i have have some leg room but yeah i do feel for those people who um <laughs> don't have such luxuries so is this sarcasm thing in for, for um london or for british people i'm almost wondering like accent wise i feel like americans change their tone like if there, there's a serious tone when I like when I speak, there's a goofy tone. I'll make different sounding voices if I'm like overly mocking something or whatever. But I'm wondering, like, <sighs> is there that kind of change of tone, or is it just like a straight up? We have this accent, and everything runs on this one like voice wave, and maybe that's why like, it's such a fucked up. Like for us, or for like for Americans? No, I think Americans use multiple tones in multiple settings. But I'm wondering. <sighs> do british is it like that for british people or no people with like that? when so when we're being really sarcastic really dry like larry david dry like it is just this one tone so and we'll say it's just so straight face that people are like uh are you being serious <laughs> or like <laughs> are you really that much of a dick or what or <laughs> like you know we just we, we're very straight face and i think i was just I think it's a common misconception, actually, because, you know, maybe there's a I feel that you could get sarcasm and I feel that I could grasp sarcasm from you, you know, like like well. But I think that there is a common misconception that where we just don't feel that Americans would really get us. So, hmm. yeah, yeah, I was trying to go down a little why I'd never given that much thought. Well, nor did I know that um, people, people of your accent felt that way about us across yeah. the pond. I mean, not everyone. I think it's it's just like it's a bit of a generalization, really. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 Well, it's funny. Know, so, like... And I, just to put you at ease, like um, I've had um, when I had a my first Canadian on the podcast, I would ask him about Canada. I'm like, you realize you are now the ambassador for everything I think that is Canadian in every sense of the form, <laughs> like for every part of the population. And like, so anybody who comes on, there was um, I haven't posted him yet, but Sam from Hawaii, he had moved to Hawaii and I'm just asking him all types of Hawaiian shit. And I'm like, yeah, man, you, you are now like the governor and everything I think of. So it's perfectly fine for you to generalize. And I will base every thought along with all the listeners <laughs> about you are, you are a representation of England. So own it. Great. Own it. Just own it. <laughs> Sorry, that was a long-winded way to say it's okay to just, like, I guess maybe you don't have to, I don't want to tell you how to feel because I don't think you like taking orders, but you don't have to worry about like general. <laughs> well, give you that idea, Sean. Like, <laughs> I don't know how I could have possibly given that impression. <laughs> okay. But according to the itinerary, you have three more minutes and then we're taking a break from the sarcastic remarks. <laughs> so did, like, yeah, corporal, <laughs> corporal timekeeper. Did he not like? Did you not know the guy was like that? 
or was he part of your no, friend like circle coming bit, over? A little bit. Um, he, he, he was like that at home, but that's a thing. Like we didn't always hang out all the time and we didn't have like strict, pl- like we never, we never, we'd never gone on like a road trip or anything. Right. So it, there was no way of knowing what he was like. And then when he devised this, fucking folder like it just it really was the the end of our friendship like i burned it so like Shut when we got back up. from from the, the, the trip we all had this like um group barbecue like bonfire things so we, we weren't friends then but we were still friends with other people in the group so we were still kind of hanging out and i just got the file and i just threw it in there i was like that's like the biggest that this is our friendship it, 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 this is what you've done like this is our friendship up in smoke and um yeah we, we just haven't really spoken since so was it wait like so was my man chasing it did you grab it and have to like run away <laughs> was it a big like fuck you speech are we like 22 beers deep pints i guess maybe you would say at this point or? yeah we were we were like we were deep like yeah we we, we we were deep he didn't try rescue it though like i think he i think he knew um by the end of the trip because there was a lot of people that were just pretty like fed up of and then the annoying thing is like when we got to so we we had to sort of go ahead with these kind of arrangements kind of thing because we couldn't just sort of go off on our own we did we'd arranged so much stuff along the way but he realized along the end that I think he'd pissed a few people off and when we got to Toronto all the stuff that we had planned, like, you know, we're going to go to Niagara Falls. Um, we were going to do all this kind of stuff. He ended up getting, like, we'd, I think Niagara, like, in Toronto, sorry, was the first time that we'd stayed in the hostel together because prior to that, we were pretty much in, like, Holiday Inns kind of, kind of vibe. Okay. Yeah, and we – so, yeah, that was the first hostel experience. I don't think he's ever stayed in one. So there was lots of girls uh, lots of very attractive girls that took his took his attention, and suddenly the file, the folder just didn't even matter, you know. <laughs> and so, like, it it pissed us off so much because you know, as soon as he saw these ladies, oh yeah, folder, pff, what folder? I would I would never I would never do something like that. I just want to have fun, and you know, this was the end of the trip, and we were just like seething because it was just not how not how it played out. Did you feel like you, did you get a little FOMO where you felt like you missed out on something because you were, um, whatever we got to drive for four hours now? Yeah. So I, um, there was a couple of places where actually to, to be fair, we, when we got to Boston, we were supposed, and this involved girls again, so there's a pattern here, but we got to Boston and it was complete, I think it was a Tuesday and it was completely dead. Like there was nobody out in bars. Like it was really quiet. And we were due to be going to Portland, Maine the next day. But then we were out. And then that night there was some girls that had come over from, I don't know what university or college that they were from. And again, took his, <laughs> took his attention. So he decided to stay in Boston and then me and the other group went to Portland, Maine, like without him. But yeah, I, I mean, there was a few, I guess a few times when I felt frustrated because I wanted to stay in places a bit longer. But when it, when we got to Toronto, I really wanted to see Niagara Falls. And he was too hungover the next day from partying with these girls. So <laughs> he didn't go. 
but I made sure I just went on my own. So that that was pretty good. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I just, I won't travel with people again. There's no way. Jesus. I'm, I'm just amazed at how y'all, and maybe it's, maybe I'm just a loser. Um, Y'all fucking <laughs> rolling into towns, just picking up people left and right. Jesus Christ. <laughs> invading. But yeah, but this was the time that we had, so back to, to Will and Mike, who we met in Nashville, they introduced us to Tinder. Like, I have them to thank for my oh, continual shit. dating disasters from 2014 to 2020. <laughs> like, so we were all on Tinder. And, you know, it was a lot easier for – I just wasn't that bothered. You know, like, I'd met – at the time, I was so in love with, like, Mike. And I was like, oh, my God, you know, there's just no other – there's no other American for me. And um, Like an hour into it, right? Like, you're, you're just, like, you're like I in. met him at that airport and I just knew, like, I just <laughs> freaking knew that he was the one for me. Um, so, no, like, I, I had some fun on the trip, but Re- the, the guy that we were on the, the trip with um, and one of our other friends, for sure, like, they were just on Tinder and picking up girls and it kind of, it delayed things a lot, but as you can imagine, pissed us off because we were, you know, he'd, he'd come up with this stupid folder, but then when he wanted to have a good time, that's when we had to have a good time. So. God, yeah. The control, the dynamics in a, a six person group has, I mean, that's a lot of dynamics and you know where I've <laughs> noticed it with um social isolation. So like if you go to a bar and you're hanging out with whatever group or you go out to a group dinner, now you compare that to like a large zoom meeting. <laughs> like you really fucking notice how much, even though you're in a group, the whole group is never really doing one thing. Yeah. And zoom makes that so fucking obvious and so fucking apparent. And, and like, it's blown my mind to like, dude, if you go out with six people, you're probably, it's like two person, con- three, two person conversations or, you know, two, three person conversations or a four and a two, but it's pretty fucking rare to be like six all in on one yeah. thing. So I couldn't imagine. Yeah, exactly. Three. I we didn't even that. think about it. Like we were just like, because be- before then we were all really good friends. Right. So I it just never entered our heads. And I feel like it should have like, um, my friend and I have actually just sort of started up a podcast ourselves and we're going to be talking about like do's and don'ts when it comes to like group travel and <laughs> especially based on my experience. And one of the things that we were going to be recommending to people is that condoms, the, bring lots of condoms. The, con- yeah. Condoms. Make sure that you've downloaded <laughs> Tinder before you get there. So you can like line up people in Shots the first place before you even like so, so many good things that I've learned. Um, but yeah, definitely think about like who you're going to be traveling with before you go and take into account different personalities. I was about uh, really to say, think man. about it. Yeah. Like it'd be great if uh, you had like a road trip personality test and you had everyone log <laughs> in and then it, like it comes up with this like formula. It's like, you will fucking hate each other within three days. I love that idea. Like some like Myers-Briggs personality test for yes. road trips that's like fucking genius Sean like Dude. and you know what you know what the best so part good. you know what the best part is you can just fucking do it and no one will actually know if it works or not and you'll get hella clicks <laughs> you can have the same fucking result come out every time or like it's like a slot machine it's like okay these motherfuckers <laughs> we'll just tell them 12 days they'll be fine <laughs> yeah no <laughs> I love that idea I mean I wish we had something that was you know um stable and established in that way before we took took out this this road trip but I don't know. I feel like it, it taught me that solo travel is just 
I, I enjoy it so much more. So because, you know, if it wasn't for that trip, I wouldn't have had, you know, the adventures I've had since then on my own. So, you know, you swings and roundabouts. You swings and roundabouts. It's just glorious when you say that. It, it and it's funny, like when um <laughs> Is that a British thing? It's like so you don't you guys don't say it over there? Never fucking no. I don't I don't think I've ever <laughs> experienced it. Although again, I don't pick up a bunch of random people across the country on Tinder, so my uh social circle's <laughs> a little small. I recommend it. Like I recommend it. It's it's quite fun. But no, I, I like when different like I said clusterfuck, you were like, Oh yeah, clusterfuck. I just it's funny like different um whatever sayings when other people say them are, uh, I don't know. They're tintillating. Um, Ooh, tintillating. That's yeah, a good word. Word of the day. Do you, um, you, the safety thing doesn't freak you out? Like you're five, four, are you wicked muscular or are you like, <laughs> are you, are you nimble? No, it doesn't freak me out. Like it, I think it adds to the, the fun. You know, oh, like, Jesus. I hope your father does not like, listen to this shit. His daughters <laughs> get with dudes on oh, Tinder God. and the safety danger adds to the fun. Fucking hell. <laughs> if you want to, if you want to drug me, that's cool. Because you know what? It's all part of the fun. Like I am down. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> I just draw the line. At I'm STDs. not, by the way, I just, I'm not. So let's just get that out there right now. That would not be, and it's not a good thing to do. No, I'm totally going to take that clip and just take that clip. <laughs> <laughs> draw the lines. So, would you draw the line at the tattoo or the STD or both? What would be the What would be the deal breaker? What do you mean, like in terms of? <laughs> no, I guess <laughs> we're just getting too stupid. I was going with like the sarcastic of like you can drug me and it's all good part of the adventure. But I draw, but I draw the line at STDs that are. Where do I draw the line? Um, Probably, I'm gonna go with the STD. You know, funny that I just really, I, I don't know if I'd rather catch coronavirus than an STD. That's a question. Would Uh, I rather catch Rona than an STD? I think it depends Uh, on the STD, don't it? Like some of that shit you're (laughs) dealing with. For I mean, Rona could be in and out in 14 days. You know, like. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm locked down here. I've been here on my own. I, I live in this really great place, actually, but I've been here like by myself for like 10, ten weeks. So, you know, I'm going a little bit stir crazy. I think. Yeah, I, I, there's um, so there's been a bunch of riots. Um, have you seen all the riots? Yes, George Floyd? it's fucking so shitty. Like it's it, so shitty. It's um, it and the a lot of people are now trying to come out, and it's with with phones and the technology you have now, like recording the people who are looting to try to like spread the message of that's not actually a part of our protest. But yeah, what, um, what, what some people are wondering is because America had been on lockdown for about eight or nine weeks prior. So is there an element on the riding where people are not only, even if it's subconsciously like going out and just fucking going out with all this pent up, whatever emotion, because they've been pent up for 10, 10 weeks and now you're around people and now you, you're getting that like energy of being in groups and that stimulation, you know, and I don't know. It yeah, made, that's, you- a, that's a very good angle. Like it's definitely a good, a good way to look at it. I mean, I, I totally understand the protest by the way, but I don't agree with the, like the exploitation of the protest, like, like you say with the looting and things, but yeah. I don't know. Cause I feel like, haven't there been other instances, you know, was it in New Orleans when there was loads of, when the, was it with Hurricane Katrina or something? There was like loads of looting. Yeah. So I, I took, I took Hurricane Katrina a little different. Cause if you lose power, if you lose food, water, right? Like, I mean, there, there are people 
who were there who were kind of left. And then it's like, well, what the fuck do we do? And like, I get that if it's a survival thing, but if you're protesting racial injustice and then you're running into Target and grabbing lamps, that, that's, <laughs> that, that's where I like, I, I've seen videos like that. I'm like, huh. That's there was a guy that took Lego. Did you see that picture? He had a Lego set. Like, I mean, that shit's not. expensive though, so I get yeah. it. But yeah, right. Well, yeah, yeah that's he, the thing. You're grabbing. He looted Lego. Yeah, you're grabbing sneakers and gear. You know, you're running into asking. There's a video of one guy um, asking for someone to grab him cologne from like a whatever, <laughs> oh and you're God. like, like you broke into a fucking mall, man, and now you're you're doing what? You're breaking cars that are like dealerships trying to give away for what purpose? Right. Like that, yeah. that, that's where I get lost in the, I don't know if um you're not doing it for the, because you have years of pent up anger. I don't think, I think you're doing that because you're just fucking want to be that dude that fucks shit up. And, and it's, it's, yeah, it's yeah. Up. there's definitely something there's, I would, I would even go as far to say, like, I feel like there's something definitely wrong with these people. Like <laughs> mentally for sure. Like what, what person does that? There's gotta be, there's Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I wonder if it's like a herd. So like herd immunity, you know, for what the Rona is, you know, enough people get it and then the herd is safe from it. And like there is a herd mentality of like fucking mosh pits or whatever, where you just get that energy when people are doing crazy shit. Cause there's something in you. Like I think most humans have that in them when they want to like fucking destroy, they want to rock something, right? They were like, we're an aggressive yeah. creature, um, but species maybe it's a better word. But I, I, I can't, I, I just can't take myself to that next level. And I don't know why. I don't know if I'm like too much of a pro business guy, but I just think of the fucking like people who are like, someone's got to clean that shit up, man. And how much yeah, of no, a fucking pain no, in the no. ass is it to now replace this and to deal with this? And I'm thinking of the fucking, like even the custodians of these places or like the city employees who are fucking not, now I got to spend my next four weeks street sweeping fucking shards of glass. Yep. Like, I mean, think of all those like businesses though, those like even the small businesses yeah. who have, you know, been heavily impacted by this fucking virus yeah. to then out of it, to then have these fucking assholes come out and then just destroy everything again. Like, like, come on. Yeah. Like, it's just so bad. I, you know, I, I feel like there's a lot of people that would echo your thought process for sure. Yeah. But then again, it's, it, it's the hard part is I, I don't think I'm, I'm a white I'm a white male, grew up a little poor, but you know, I'm definitely middle-class now I'm college educated. So I don't, I, my life's not anything near, like I've never woken up in fear of police officers and like, I yeah. don't know what that feels like. And I've seen enough fucking videos now. Um, and in Minnesota and I forget, um, the gentleman's name, but he literally, he was shot by a cop and his girlfriend in his car, shot by the cop in his car and bled to death on Facebook live. Oh no. I think it was like, two, no, three years like, ago. And like, there's been all these things. And now, um, with this video, the, the seven, eight, nine minutes, the length of it and the, the pleading of it just freaking yeah. brings all that, like the, the whole generation of Rodney King, can't we all get along beat down in nineties to now? Like it's just bubbling, yeah. you know? And it's like, like people are fighting violence with violence. It's, it's like a never ending. They kind of are, but yeah. they kind of aren't. So that's the other thing, man. And I'll go down this fucking like, um, th whatever, like you start searching on Twitter. There's a video. I thought it was California where basically it, um, they thought they saw someone with an Infowars tattoo, which I believe is this one crazy motherfucker, um, <laughs> kind of his <laughs> yeah. group. Um, but they grabbed 
a homeless man's mattress and threw it into a bonfire to like kind of stoke it up. And then the homeless well, dude's trying to like grab his mattress, you know, and he's fucking yelling at the camera and he's like, stop it, yeah. stop. But now there's that whole like, are are there groups that are using this chaos as an opportunity to politically position themselves and to get narratives? And that's where it's like, if it's not organic, that's where my mind starts getting like way fucking overwhelmed. Yeah, no, I, I feel the same. I do. I feel that there are definitely groups who are exploiting this for sure. Were there, has there been any uproar? Or I guess you're more rural, huh? So you're probably not seeing much anyway. Um, well, yeah, no. So I'm, I'm very, like, very rural. Um, I mean, there's people, I wouldn't say like, like people are pissed off, like have been pretty pissed off. But um, the problem with, I think, the UK is a lot of people have been, you know, complying to these stay at home rules, save lives kind of, you know, um, media intensity but there's a lot of people that just haven't really been giving that much of a fuck either so the, we're at the minute for the uk we are facing like some of the hottest weather that we've had in a really long time um so for us like you know anything in the 20s <laughs> to the 30s but the 20s we consider like we're lucky like it, it's hot right so lots of people have been going out having barbecues and i think the with the like the warm weather people have just been like do you know what we just don't really give a fuck anymore like we're gonna try and social distance but there's a lot and this is not everyone but there's a lot of people that just haven't been respecting the rules and I think you get like a lot of people pretty like myself like I haven't seen you know my gran and my my family since this started all because I've been trying to do the right thing but then there's other people like who are just going out and just not really caring so you we have a lot of people who are, are pissed off some of our government officials or like government advisors um, have been um, not complying to the rules either and like nothing's been done. So there's been a lot of people who have been pretty pissed off about about that. Like we haven't been able to attend funerals and, you know, of, of loved ones because of this. But then there's, you know, people, I guess, from different social status that get away with such things. And yeah, that's pretty typical though. It's it's been pretty hard. I think it's it's probably hit us more well, economy wise, but a lot of the UK like mentally. Uh, but as far as I I know, like I haven't seen seen anything like like looting or anything like that. But like what you were saying, I think I think a lot of that's down to what's going on in like Minneapolis and stuff. Like I yeah. I get I oh, no, get for the sure. It's, it's it's a hundred. It's I, I, the protesting and the looting is related um, to the racial issues. Um, and yeah. Stuff. I was just wondering if it got like thinking out loud, if it got, if it gets more stirred up because of people being pent up and you almost have this extra energy. Um, but I was wondering about like the, um, actually, and I didn't ask it well at all, but was there, has there been like this sort of, there's this social issue and then all of a sudden people in England are just fucking get going after cops, you know, or like cops are Mason people, dude, there's videos of fucking national guard people yelling at people to stay in their house and like shooting them on their porch with fucking paintballs and rubber bullets, you know, shit, same like, shit. No, we just, we just don't have any kind of, um, we don't have that here. Uh, we have like people, like the police, so I don't know what it was like over there, but the police that were given some like authority to hand out fines to people that weren't social distancing. I think it was uh, a bit like, yeah, what but yeah, it's see, that's Corona thing. What I'm, I'm, what I'm wondering is, was there like a boiling point? Like with us, it's race where these people are in the streets because they're protesting oh, sorry, systematic injustice. 
Yeah. Was there something like that? Has there been something like that over there in England that you guys worry yeah, about? Like, there, oh, this is a tipping like, point. Quite a while ago, there was like the Manchester, um, the Manchester riots because there was there's something, and I feel really awful because I don't remember like the the person's like the victim's name but yeah like there was that de- we definitely had riots that went through i don't know if you guys saw it, it went from like manchester through to like london and things got pretty bad then but it it didn't last very long and it was kind of that for us was like a a one-off you know it's not something i feel like we we get so so exposed to watching like america's media at the minute as well um, um, so we have a lot of our media focusing on what's going on in America, huh. but yeah, yeah, we do. We see like uh, uh, these riots, especially like we'll go onto like our, our news apps and we see a lot of what's going on. But, um, the, the thing is what I, I guess what I would argue here though, is that this kind of stuff doesn't always get, make it to the media. So I would argue uh, that there's loads of things happening here uh, that, just don't don't for whatever reason make it to the media and you know we have a lot of protests you know like black lives matter and everything um so we get involved in all of that as well but i just i i definitely don't think that the the media here is for whatever reason i just don't think we see everything that's going on got you yeah and i don't know if i like even we have limited media sources basically now in america it seems like there's three or four and then you got to try to find like independent people to like trust and then you just start on it like for me i just when shit's going down everyone has all these fucking phones man you just start looking at like what's trending but then at the same time like that's an algorithm that's a control like then twitter's in charge of you seeing what really is happening right and like they can delete shit and then again you go to the whole who's controlling the narrative who's controlling the message then i feel like i'm in the matrix then i wonder if i can walk through a wall and you're like what the fuck is real? Oh my no, God. For sure. Like I, I'm down that rabbit hole with you, man. Like it's, it's just, it, it just goes from one thing to, to another, you know, like from 5g conspiracies to, to, it just, it bounces from, from one thing to another. But I just really feel like I've always felt this way though. Um, I just always feel that, you know, the media only lets us see what, what the media wants us to see that there's 100% so much other stuff that's just not going, that's not going on. It's not getting reported. And I actually think that sort of links in with a lot of um, people and especially of underrepresented groups who are getting more and more pissed off because they're saying this stuff in Minneapolis isn't just, it's not just happening now. Like we've had to deal with this shit for fucking decades. You know, it's not something that's just, you know, it's been so sensationalized in the media and I can really understand why they're annoyed. Cause it's like, well, they're saying that this shit happens every day, you know, like maybe not the looting, but certainly like, you know, racial prejudice and inequality. Yeah. No, it's, um, yeah. And that's the, that's the crazy part. Um, here is it used to be almost like regional, but this happened in Minnesota and like Los Angeles, Florida, New York, right? Like, Texas, Delaware, actually, um, 30 minutes up the road last night, um, our mall basically have like one big mall for the whole fucking state. It's kind of sad, <laughs> but like someone broke in, I think it was like the Nordstrom's or the JC Penney's window and broke it. And like, they were walking down our, our long highway of ours, 95, just fucking stopping traffic in Delaware because of something that happened in Minnesota. Like that's pretty fucking crazy if you think about it. And it's been now like five, six nights in a row. Yeah. 
where it just keeps yeah. going. So like it, it clearly isn't just like a regionalized outrage. Uh, like fucking everyone's feeling this. Like it has to yeah. be for them to like come out in masses like this and support it. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's, it, that's the thing though. Exactly. I think you've sort of like, you've made it with a good point. Like everyone, like everyone is sort of feeling this and, and we're getting it too. Like we're, you know, we're seeing this news and we're just like, shit, like this is just, you, you just feel so powerless, you know, like there's just some, you just feel really powerless and you just feel really like frustrated you know, and we, you know, we've actually had um, Black Lives Matter parades in in the UK actually recently to sort of like show our support, which has been been pretty good. Like that's I think that's sort of been near London. Um, but yeah, like I, I think it's it's everywhere, and I just I don't know. I just I hope that I, I really hope that things start to to change. Yeah, and I fucking I, I feel the, the, and. <laughs> The change, I guess, that needs to happen is like how you interact and respect one another in situations and then even stepping up because there's always been this thing between cops like you can't fucking call out another cop for inappropriate behavior because you never know the weird social connections. I shouldn't say weird, but the social connections of that no, cop. I get and, it, yeah. and if you need that person, because you got to remember these motherfuckers are waking up every day, putting their lives on the line to keep us safe. Right. And they're, they're getting paid for that. They chose to do that, but that's a fucking daunting task. And that shit has to be scary for a cop on some level every day, waking up and his family, not knowing like, is today the day that my family member dies protecting and serving. Um, so I feel like cops are a little scared and I feel like when people interact with the cops, they can be scared. And I wonder if like that fear compounds and just turns fucked up in some way. And like, I don't know how you can not, I don't know how you can better deal with that. Cause if cops are overly trusting, they're kind of putting themselves in fucking danger. And like, yeah. it, it, you know, I just, I, again, never, never, it, but the like, it, it's a, almost like a, I couldn't imagine if you were at war in an army or some shit like that day after day, what that does to your mentality. You oh, know? for sure. So yeah, I don't I don't know how the change occurs other than stepping up when you're seeing someone do something you feel is inappropriate, feeling comfortable to intervene without repercussions. As yeah, far as I, the officers, I feel feel you on that. I think number one is like ch- you know check your bias, like check your fucking because a lot of it is um, you know th- there's definitely a line, but I think a lot of it is. Um, unconscious bias um you know it's people have been how they've been brought up and what their conditions have been like what their sort of outer experiences have been to change how they see say to see the world you know and like that sort of predominantly happens between the age of like five to seven i believe um yeah i'll send you like an article on it um definitely it's very you know in particular when it comes to like gender for example you know like Mm. As a kid, you're kind of brought up that, you know, um, you know, men are doctors, men are fighter pilots, men are firemen, policemen, that kind of a thing. And that, you know, when you're brought up like that, it's like an unconscious thing because that's just how you've been conditioned. So yeah. I think what I would say is there's got to be at a certain point in your life when you just know whether something is right or wrong, it, regardless of how you've been brought up, surely, you know. And yeah. so I think you've got to check your bias. And then, like you say, you've, 
it's having the courage. It, that's what it comes down to, isn't it, Sean? Like, it's just having the courage and, and that bravery, even if you're, like, that one person in a group of, like, ten. Yeah. And, and you're like, actually, this is really fucking wrong. You yeah, know, well, just being able to, like, walk away from the situation or, or speak up. It. It's yeah, hard. No, you got it. But I mean, have you seen those videos of like, there's 10 people in a room filling out an application and smoke starts coming in. And if nine of the people don't react, so it'll be an experiment where nine of the yeah, people are in I've on it. Yeah, I've seen something similar. Yeah. Right? And I forget what that's called, but that's a very real thing where people don't want to overreact. Again, staying with the herd kind of a thing. You, you don't want to be left out. And I wonder if police officers feel that way. And then I always go to like, how much, like, how much does it fuck with you? just on some sort of level, having that type of authority over, like, that's a lot, like, you're able to fucking detain someone if you want to. Your judgment at that moment is law, right? Do yeah. you get this, like, hubris at some point that mixes with this fear or, you know, because power can corrupt. It, it's part of, like, why fucking, like, term limits should be there for people in Congress, at least on our side of the pond, and for presidents, absolutely, like it is. But, like, power can corrupt if you're unchecked. Um, and oh, I, I wonder, sure. like, can that, can like an understanding, and I'm sure they get all kinds of like training on bias and shit, but I do wonder too about that, that corrupting authority that just makes you feel like what you're doing is right all the time. And if it's unchecked. Yeah, because if you've got nobody, you've got, if you've got nobody challenging that, or, you, you know, there's only like the, min the minority that are challenging that, like everyone else is... Eh, Every, you know what, like everybody else in that situation is fucking accountable. Like we're all accountable because if we don't speak up, then we're just enabling that, that shitty behavior. Did you, and I completely did not think we would go from making STD jokes and hooking up on Tinder. <laughs> and we've, we've gone deep. Like to fucking deep. start um, going over our <laughs> thoughts. Did you have any interactions? You had to, three weeks, you're drinking all the time. You had to run into the cops once or twice or something on your road trip, right? Um, I mean, they stopped, they stopped me for speeding. Like, that's pretty much it. Like, I, I, that sounds really lame. I wish I had some really cool cop story. But um, no, like, a, apart from, yeah, like, it, speeding, like, I misinterpreted, there was a, a sign, I think, in, in America or Canada, I can't remember where we were at the time, but there was a sign that I'd misinterpreted, and it was 110. I don't even know what that meant, but I don't know whether <laughs> I was getting kilometer, kilometers per hour mixed up with miles per hour, because we're, we're miles per hour here, but I was uh, just flooring it. You know, I had just no, again, zero fucks going down that highway, like 100 and fucks, <laughs> sweet, you know, like Richard with the folder will be really impressed with this because we're going to have extra time, right? So <laughs> I went ahead and, 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 um, and did that, and the cops pulled us over. And it's, it's you know what, though, credit to them. They, they did let us off with it. We just must have had that those kind of faces where they were like, oh, fucking, fucking British people again. Like, I'm sure they were thinking that, like, here we go. Like, let's just give them an educational opportunity that it just doesn't work like that here. So. Yeah. Well, so then that's the other thing too, where, um, shit, and I don't want to get all deep again, but I just have to now, like the, the skeptic in me is like the way they ticket and the revenue they get from it. And then the, there's a privatization of jails when people are incarcerated, you know, and it's a profit thing and the government pays mm -hmm. this. And like the, then there's lawyers involved and judges who make salaries, right? And clerks and all this whole fucking system of money is involved and wrapped around motherfuckers breaking the law and being fined for it. 
and being incarcerated yeah. and being found for doing illegal shit. And like, I wonder how much does that play on these issues? Because if you come from poorer places, it's so much harder to just yeah. get away with paying money because you don't have the money to pay or you cannot, or you miss your work and now you're fucked and you're fired. Like, Alan, and that, that I feel like, I wonder if that's part of a solution to the system is like somehow demonetizing the incentives yes. to catch people for speeding. Like, I, I don't know how much fucking speeding ticket is, but it's got to be like 150 at this point. Parking tickets oh, where e we live are like yeah, 120 easily. bucks. Easily. I think, I think making, yeah, I just, I guess, I don't mean like making things more accessible to, to break the law, but I mean, you know, I, I don't know, this is going to go maybe down a different rabbit hole, but if you look down the, you know, look at those Netflix documentaries, like, you know, making a murderer and, um, you know the was it the I can't remember what it was called like the 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 black kids in America there was five of the Central Park Five and they couldn't like that they they weren't able to afford it you know good um representation like, good sort of like legal representation because they just did not have the money and they they've they they've spent like the majority of their life in in like incarcerated like what the fuck it's like there yeah. there just has to be something where people can have better access to i suppose legal representation and I, this is a different subject i, I know it's different to speeding tickets but well, no, I there's think just so much kinda... injustice in the world isn't there and like yeah but it, yeah. like well the speeding ticket it's funny because like do you want to take a day or two off for court maybe hire a lawyer and now the speeding ticket that was 150 bucks would really cost you $3,000, right? So you're like, yeah. fuck it, man. I'll just pay the 150 and move on with my life. But like, why, why do you have to pay the 150, right? Like the police are encouraged and there has been studies about this like quota and this monet, the, the money they need to get shit, you know? Like it's a revenue source. And like, to me, I've always battled with that because it's like, okay, well, if I want to, fight what you're saying is wrong about me. I now have to spend more money into another system, but then that money over there in the private system actually is connected to the public system. So like they yeah. feed, it's like a symbiotic relationship where they feed off of each other and they're incentivized for crime because it keeps them getting pensions. It keeps them employed. It keeps them middle-class, upper-class. And I, I like something about that's always just struck me as odd that it's so fucking heavily monetized Parking. corrupt though like it's 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 it it allows more makes more room for corruption oh dude you know? that's like, why the latin countries are so fucked jesus dude this was awesome so i had have you ever heard of the movie um scarface yeah yeah so i had george on the podcast who it didn't act like scarface he actually came over and um he started the cocaine in 1976 but he Whoa. was he was the fucking dude. Um, yeah, I think it was episode thirty-eight. He was in charge of the Medellin cartel from Narcos. Um, Pablo Escobar Shit. from Colombia. He was I'm in charge have to tune into this one. of North. Yeah, I chopped it up and everything in honor of cocaine. I just fucking chopped it up a bunch. Um, <laughs> but anyway, like he was he was talking about just bribing people at one point, and he was like his plane crashed in Panama. And um, fucking Noriega comes over and steals like 200 kilos of coke, just fucking takes it. And George and his boy and the people he's with are fucking in jail. They're getting tortured. George fucking has it and like starts just threatening to kill 
people hoping that they'll kill him because he doesn't want to die in jail. That's where he thinks he's going to die. He wants to die like a man. So Noriega comes in and now he's like fucking being told what price it would take to get them free. And it's like a quarter million dollars each. And like, that's how he grew up bribing people in systems to allow shit to get through customs all the fucking time. He was having cops with Coke in the back of their car, unload the shit from customs and drive it to the safe houses in Miami because he would pay them four grand a load. It's fucking, yeah. Like, you know, but so like uh, it's the, the system is built up on all sorts of money doing all the talking. And then you get yeah. these little like breadcrumbs on the side from other people too. And now if you eliminate that corruption or bribery because what fuck maybe in Bitcoin they could get away with it. But now like you just trace this shit. It's like, where else are they going to keep getting their pockets fat? It's by writing tickets, arresting, processing, justifying your job kind of a thing. Like you wouldn't have cops if you didn't have tickets and justification, right? They would lose jobs. I don't, I don't know. It's a, it's a little bit of a tangent on my part, but I've always wondered about that. Now we have something, I mean, like I'd say similar, like here, you know, so I don't know what it's like over in the States in terms of like minimum wage and pay, but you know, our national health service here so the nhs have been obviously doing a fucking you know frontline stellar job with this um coronavirus sort of pandemic and they've you know they they sacrifice so much they work really long hours they're they're saving lives you know so like a lot of the 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 propaganda here has been about you know um protect the nhs save lives stay at home all that kind of stuff and all these you know wonderful workers are like bare minimum wage you know like nothing and oh, so shit. are they i don't really? want to get too political but like they just they just don't they 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 need to have better pay and there's a lot of people who have now been sort of arguing that you know they need to raise the the pay for the nhs because like we we absolutely fucking rely on these people for our for our lives and our our health so but are you know they... there's been all these talks that they won't do it because the more money for, for these people and workers and for like the public sector, potentially, you know, the less money to line the pockets of those currently running, you know, in government. Like it's just, it's, that's kind of a level of corruption to me. Like, come on. So NHS, are there like, and I, I'm trying, I guess it's funny. It's like kilometers to miles, right? You try to like translate it to make it make sense for you in your metric. Um, yeah. So NHS, I'm thinking nurses here, we have like, um, nursing assistants, which actually get paid decent. But if you become like a LPN or a registered nurse, and I believe a registered nurse is one of the highest, you can be making yeah. like $30, $40 an hour. Well, it's, it's not the same <clears throat> here. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So like we, we, like nurses and things just don't get the same kind of level of, of pay, you know, <laughs> like they just, they do all these hours, but they're probably, you know, a lot, a lot of people who work for the NHS in like, you know, the care industry are on like basic minimum wage. Like, oh, wow. it's, so yeah. Is so that like, more like just, a, so that would be considered like lower middle class or lower class? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. And like, so there's a lot of argument now where like people are sort of saying to the government, well, you can, you know, you've, you've been so much in favor of the NHS now. Um, now, surely, after everything that they've done to put things in place, surely you can see that they deserve, you know, better pay. Right. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. But, you know, I'd, I'd hope that from this pandemic, at least, that is something that gets 
revised, like reviewed for sure. Yeah. And then you fucking like in my head and it's funny, I had, um, Jesus, this guy, uh, Sam, who I haven't posted yet either, but he went to Florida to be a teacher for children with, um, severe, um, emotional issues or, um, uh, individual education plans. So like special education yep. students that have like a yes. diagnosed with a learning issue. Yeah, we issue. have those two here. I, right? yeah, the IEPs. So it was a charter school and they were paying him $11 an hour to be a teacher. And $11 an hour is like, like fucking custodians don't even make $11 an hour. Right. So like yeah. it was a total scam. And when you bring up this NHS stuff, what's, it's making me think of, yeah, our health and safety and wellness are in the hands of people who probably don't really enjoy doing their job since they're so fucking underpaid. That makes a lot of yeah. sense, right? Like, like yeah, they're, they're, exactly. they're definitely going to go so... that extra mile and make sure everything's fucking right when they're feeling like factory workers getting ripped off. You know, it just, yeah. it makes no it's, sense. It's like pay people, pay people better, you know, so that, you know, pay people that are like on the front line, pay, pe- pay people that are, you know, in the army better, pay, pay the police better, pay people you know in the fire service better but pay the nhs better but it's just very backwards like all the people that we actually rely on for our like safety and and health and well-being are the least paid um people in government sectors they can be yeah for sure yeah all right jesus let's get to know you and not your beliefs you fucking socialist no i'm just kidding (laughs) (laughs) By the way, can I just um, interject here? Yes. I would just like to say that the bird that I rescued earlier, the little baby, has found its way back to where it should be, and the mom, the mom now is is tending to its needs. So oh I didn't God. kill it; it's fine. And, I did a good job. And I just thought of that too. You're, I've, I've been raised. You never touch a baby bird with your hands because if the mother gets the oh, scent, the mother will leave it. So, oh man, actually, you know, know. what? You just cleared yourself <laughs> of murder. Peter would have been. I, I would have fucking yeah. hashtagged Peter on this shit, and you would have been. Oh no! I, I feel like I have fucked up. But the reason <laughs> I did it is, is one, I didn't have any gloves, and two, um, I thought that because it was on the ground, I thought that it had like broken its wing, because uh-huh. I thought it just it couldn't fly. So I picked it up to see if it was okay. Um, but its its wings are fine. I think it was more just the fact that it has not sort of learned the. Um, Mastered the art of flying yet, but it's it's okay. Mum is with child. It's great. Excellent. Thank you for that update. I was um, unable to think <laughs> or focus on anything else. <laughs> I just don't want you to lose any sleep tonight. That's all. You know. <laughs> um. So, and all right. Let's. I'll try to segue into this then. So you are starting a podcast, and it's gonna kind of be about traveling and seeing all this shit. Like that's going on now, all the rioting, all the all the protesting. Does it make you more hesitant to come to America? How does that like play into your no, podcast hopes no, for traveling? Like so, yeah. So my friends, um, Amy and I, have started a podcast called Love and Other Drugs, and we talk about fucking my disastering Tinder stories and dating in the modern world, but also like travel and mental health, that kind of stuff. Um, and we've just sort of been, in fact, later on today, we're going to be recording our fourth episode for what we're going to launch officially on Wednesday. And it's going to be about group travel. So um, we we have been talking and, and there's just there's not there's nothing really. I say nothing. We just love America. Like there would be nothing other than, I don't know, a, nas- a huge national terrorist threat. That would be the only thing that would stop me from 
from coming. Like it, it, it hasn't stopped. And the reason why is because there's always shit going on in the world. You know, like if I wanted to go back to Australia, you know, there could, there'll be shit going on there or there'll be, there'll be shit going on like somewhere in Asia. If I want to travel there, like there's always going to be something happening. So I just feel like you can't let it at the same time. You can't let it dictate your life. You know, it's about taking positive, positive risks. I mean, I think the coronavirus though is, is something that like would put me off. So like, I'm not, I'm not going to, I was, I was wanting to go away this year, but I'm not going to even fly out now, even if they say that we can. Um, I think if, I don't know what it's like, like where you are specifically now, but I think if it was really, if coronavirus is really, really rife and not contained or it was spreading like a motherfucker, then I'd be like, yeah, maybe, maybe not. I think that would probably be the only way to, to put me off from going. Cause A, I don't want to get it, but like, you just don't want to be fucking sick when you're trying to go travel anyway. Like, yeah, if you're spending all that money. Right. And then on top of it, you get a fucking hospital bill. You're like, God, Aspen is $200. Fuck me. What do you love so much about America? Like, why is it so appealing to you? Aside from the Southern men. I wish I could answer that question. Like I've, I've asked, been asked that a couple of times. I think I've loved it. The idea of it since I was like 15 and maybe it's because like all the TV shows and, and movies are are from there. So I think it probably America naturally gives people a lot of, uh, how can I put it? It, it sort of romanticizes it a, a little, maybe. Like romanticizes as far and it's something like is it the cool culture being able to party finding something that's unknown finding like love long-term relationships like being rich yeah i think like (laughs) wicked for me do you know what it was for me is like you know how like in america you've got the is it this like stereotypical jocks and like cheerleaders and like skaters and I don't know if that's actually something that's real or that happens in the movies but that's that's the kind of impression that we get over here okay is that you've got all these kind of you know really cool like events and schools and whatever and we don't really have that like yeah we do have people who are I don't know who would like to dress alternatively in different ways and we have all that but we don't have like the traditional we have like little prom things, but it's, it's nothing like the high school prom. Like I think the whole idea of America for people, um, especially growing up is what's so alluring. But I think from then going to visit America, like it's just, I don't know, like the, the people that I've met are friendly, are so friendly. There's so much to do. There's some, there's some really beautiful parts of America um, I just find, I find Americans really funny. Um, I love, I, well, you know, I love American men. Like for me, like I just, the accent thing for me just drives me crazy. So that's a huge plus for me, but I just think there's just so much to do. It's a very diverse, it's a very diverse country. It has great weather and there's just, yeah, always, always stuff going on. Yeah. Are you, so when you flew let me not assume, although I want to assume, um, why, why, <laughs> how did you pick a uh, Nashville to fly into? You just knew it was a fucking party town music everywhere kind of a thing, or is it cheaper? No, like, I think we just, we'd wanted to go. Like it was, um, the, the money wasn't really an option then. Cause we wanted, if, you know, like the, 
at that point to drive from Nashville to Toronto, it's fucking far. And then, you know, paying for hotels and petrol and food, we'd already committed to paying so much money that it's just like, if we're going to do this, let's just go all in. Um, so I I don't know who it was. It was probably fucking folder dude. And he wanted to go to Nashville. And I, I don't regret that because Nashville was, it was just so much fun. Um, I think we wanted to just do something a little bit different, you know, like when, when I go to America, I haven't done a lot of the, um, I haven't done a lot of like the East coast so much or the West coast. I always get drawn to, um, sort of like, I don't, I don't think you'd, I don't know if you'd, you'd cl- you wouldn't really class Nashville as deep South. I don't think, I don't know, but I always get drawn to that kind of area anyway, like Southern, Southern country people like they're just, they're fun. Gotcha. Yeah, well, they got to be creative as shit, man, because they're so spread out. Like it's fucking, <laughs> you know, like it's something about having that space allows you to have that freedom and you're fucking blowing shit up, you're riding things, you know, you're building and you're way more self-reliant than um people in, you know, more clustered together because you're getting your services from other people. You know, you don't have room yeah. to have all that shit. So you become like almost overly specialized where I feel like Southern people with all the, with more space can be a little more general like they're fucking what's it uh master jack of all trades master of none kind of a thing where they can just fucking yeah. do everything and they just have time <laughs> to kill and they're fucking living life yeah like um i don't know when i went to alabama to see will so i went to he lives in a place called mobile is it mobile mobile i think it's mobile that's how you pronounce it and the the people that live there with the most hospitable people I've ever met. They were like, if you ever want to come back, come stay with me, my family, we'll, <laughs> you know, like, we'll, you know, we'll cook for you. We'll do all this. And they, they couldn't under, they were like, why, why have you come all the way here? What, you know, why? <laughs> and I was like, well, I just, I like doing stuff like off the beaten track kind of thing, you know? And they're like, this place is a shithole. I I fucking love this place. Like, what do you mean? Like you, you know, y'all so friendly and, um, I loved it, but you know what? Like the majority of the people that I spoke to that didn't even have like a passport. Yeah. Like the closest they'd been to a whole, like they're, they're, they're only holiday destinations like Pensacola, which we went to, which was awesome by the way. But, um, that was that was like I could not get my head around the fact that there are people out there that don't have a passport. Like that was the biggest shock for me. Like I just didn't expect to hear it. And they were just like, "Well, we've got everything that we want right here." You know, yeah. like why would we go anywhere else? And I was just like, well, "Fuck, okay." Like, it's, wow. Yeah, it's a front porch mentality, man. Like, and that's a very country thing where they're just fucking content and happy. Like, wh- wh- why do we need to travel if I enjoy this? Yeah. Well, yeah. And that's the thing. So I think that's why I think that's definitely why I get so drawn to that area of the US, especially because they're just happy sitting on that porch swing, looking at that sunset, you know, with it, with a bottle of bud, you know, like that, that's that they're winning at life. And it's so true. Like, I, I just feel like that must be so fucking nice to just not have, not be exposed to all this like bullshit consumerism and, you know, really just enjoy time slowing down a little bit. You know, I think that's what really, really draws me to that too. Man, so are, are you moving there when, when you find your husband, oh, the next sure. trip, 
I would fucking go tomorrow. Like, if someone said to me, Robin, um, you know, you can go, you know, you can go live in Austin now, or you can go live in Alabama. I've got a job for you. I'll sponsor you. I'll give you a green card. I'll marry the shit out of you. Whatever. Like, I marry would be down. The shit out of you. I would be there tomorrow. <laughs> I will marry the shit out of you. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, just, uh, I'm down. <laughs> Girl, I ain't just so, going to marry you. Is, I'm a marry Anyone that's like listening to this right now and they're like, you know what? This, this, I could get on with this chick. I, I feel like I could marry the shit out of her. I live in America. Um, <laughs> here I am. Just, here I am. Just, she'll just keep checking your Tinder. So like when she, <laughs> when she hits whatever the fucking mile radius thing, it's like, oh yeah, cool. There she is. I, know. I can be sneaky like that. So you just have to keep an eye on me. I can be mischievous. God. Dude. So yeah, when you're with, um, how come things didn't work out with Will? Well, no, Will. So Will and I are friends. Like, yeah, but um, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, okay. Um, <laughs> somebody tried one, either he uh, tried or you tried. Somebody tried. Uh, like no no none of us have like none of us have i feel i feel like if we it's one of those situations where um so when i was over there like he was kind of like my wingman um i was his sort of wing woman like we had that thing i just i think it would be a situation where if we cross that line i don't want it to to ruin our friendship that's yeah you just can't do that like we were supposed to be going to um burning man this year together so that's obviously not happening now and um like I, I, if something happens like i just wouldn't want it to you know i want him in my life i just i think i've made those mistakes before where you've crossed that that sort of you've gone from friend zone to like whatever zone and it hasn't worked out and i think i've learned from those experiences that if you really value someone and you want them in your life and you don't really think that there's going to be any kind of long-term thing there, don't do it. Like keep your friendship. Gotcha. You basically just did explain the plot to like 90% of the romantic comedies that America produces annually. (laughs) (laughs) I I live for that shit though. Like I live for your romantic comedies. I do. Yeah. There's a standard formula for sure. And that's it. And then somebody gets, somebody gets frustrated like 35 minutes in and then, you know, you get 25 minutes of figuring out how you can subtly test the waters. And then we know how it ends. Will, if you're listening, we know how it ends, my friend. Don't worry. Man, so you guys are wing people with each other. So y'all are, you just helping each other accumulate STD probability points. Oh, correct. So we have like, I reckon, you know, that there's, it definitely increases the rate of collective STDs for sure. Um, but thankfully, um, I'm I'm safe, and you know, Will I'm sure is safe. So I, I think you know I think we're good. But well, so he, like, he did out a lot in Alabama. Like you know, he he sorted me out in terms of that. Like there was a guy at the bar, and I I went very. Um, I'm I am quite shy when it comes to, when it comes to people. Like when it comes to guys that I find really hot, and I was going through a stage or a phase where I was obsessed with men with beards. Like I was, Oh my God, like, you know, the whole fucking hipster thing. You know, I was a bit of a sucker for it at the time, but there was this guy who was behind a bar who was just rocking this fucking awesome beard. And he just looked really hot. And I was like, I just, he had girl, like there were some girls at the bar and like, you know, they were all chatting. And I just thought, this is, I'm just not going to do this. But Will was like, 
you fucking, you've got to get in there. Like, you have got a British accent. This is basically, uh, like, a, a hall pass. I think you guys call it over there. Like, this is like a, a very, very exclusive card, he said. You need to play the Brit card. <laughs> so I was channeling that situation where I, you know, I was talking to Mike at the airport and I was sort of really Britifying myself. And I thought, I've got this, you know, like, Will's got it. I've, I've been, you know, alcohol-fueled. Will's giving me like the you know a bit of a pep talk Mm -hmm. um so I did like I I went up to him and was just like you know are you perhaps single and you know like was that the first thing that was it (laughs) no like like, that's the thing I'm so fucking awkward when it comes to approaching guys and he's just like well he's like um well I'm very single and I was like damn you can sing okay shit like okay so it kind of went from there and we had like a little a little thing like when i was in mobile so that was really cool so uh, yeah it was good and I'll, I'll help will out like he doesn't need much help like he's I, you know will's a good looking guy but um i think when it comes like i don't know what it what it is but i grab it like girls like from when in alabama just gravitated towards me and they were like they, I think they were just couldn't believe that somebody from England was in this tiny little town, right? So, I, you know, I had this attention from all these girls. And I could see like Will in the corner of my eye, like, get, get my number, like, get my number, get my number. <laughs> so it was, it was good. Like, so yeah, we, we are like wing people for each other. Um, I would just, uh, yeah, I think it's. I'm, I'm not going to cross the line. We won't. We're not going to cross that line. There's, there's no danger of that. We're, we're going to remain Dude. good friends. Dude, I'm amazed at your Tinder boldness of being like, so, are you single? Like, Jesus, just get right to it, right? Fucking Yeah, I don't want to be that, like, yeah, like, I don't have time. (laughs) This is the thing, though, the the folder guy has obviously had greater influence on me than I thought because I must have been at the bar thinking, well, I've only got a fucking day and a half left. I'm going to have to have some kind of, like drink to chat up ratio here right so um <laughs> i think i was channeling in, in a folder guy and uh <laughs> 11 o'clock you, pick up bartender 1 a.m wind up in the walk-in cooler with him <laughs> yeah, well that's what happened like nothing freaky happened you know we, we sort of like made out a little bit but um we ended up going in the cooler thing like i don't even know what that was but it's I, a walk-in it that's what i was saying it's the walk-in cooler is that a, so hang on a second let me just get this straight so this guy then so that's like a stere- like that's like a stereotypical thing to do like because now I just don't I'm fucking not, special like, I'm not gonna like say I'm not gonna say it's a stereotypical thing to do I'm just gonna say it's pretty <laughs> fucking amazing that I called that shit that's all I'm gonna say <laughs> yeah well I'm I yeah so that's great that, that, that's great. I'm not saying that's- you weren't special because it was special for you <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> Yeah. I'm just I mean, saying, space. Um, it's either there or uh, um, bathroom stall are the two go tos. And the later <laughs> the night gets, the dirtier the bathroom stalls are. Usually, no, the walk in is a little cleaner. I couldn't, I couldn't do the bathroom stall yeah. thing. Like, I, no, not. Well, the no accent's way. too classy, right? So then, with if you didn't have an accent, you'd be a bathroom stall girl. But because of your <laughs> accent, you get to go to the classy place. <laughs> VIP. <laughs> VIP room, which is the walk in cooler. <laughs> <laughs> and I if they it. and and if they really really value you, they take you all the way to the kitchen where the food is too, so you can snack after. Oh, but he didn't. I never fucking made the kitchen. What a prick! I, like yeah. what a prick. Yeah. Um. I mean, I. 
I would really, if I was you, take a little more time and think, how can I become a kitchen girl more so than blaming him? <laughs> I mean, I can, come on, I'm you fucking birds for fuck's sake. Like what more, how, if that doesn't scream kitchen girl, I don't know what does. <laughs> that doesn't help. But I'm an animal lover. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you want world peace. <laughs> oh God, that's awesome. I can't believe I almost made you feel like shit. For your hookup in the walking. Funny, <laughs> I love it. No, I love it. Good for him, man. So you snagged the bartender, man. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, I mean, I, I the, now I now I say this out loud, it actually sounds like pretty like, well, snag the bartender, like way to go, Robin. Like, cool, because yeah. that wouldn't have been a difficult thing to do. But no, um, and, dude, I do he think was super hot. Yeah, yeah, and Jesus help you. Like, is he wearing flannel as well? Well, no, he's actually wearing dungarees. Oh shit! So yeah, but he was rocking. He was rocking dark. So now, now everyone's going to be listening to this, thinking, "Okay, beard, dungarees. Potentially, he's definitely from the South, fam." But um, <laughs> he, I can assure you all, he was a very good-looking Southern man. So, and, and if he's wearing dungarees, that's fine. Okay. Gotcha. No, I, I guess I was just going with another stereotype about that. But yeah, I would assume. That's definitely, and I don't know what the, um, I don't know what, I'm sure it has a name and it's not like bartender bar groupies or something like that, but there's definitely something <laughs> to the, the dude. Who's, I know what you mean. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like the bartender and he fucking knows it, right? <laughs> that's like that's what I'm saying. Like now that I say this out loud, yeah. it's just something like, it's like, yeah, okay. I was just a fucking bartender groupie. Like what, you know, like it, I've just had this epiphany speaking to you. Like this really wasn't. Here's me thinking that this was like a really special memory that I was because he gave me a T-shirt. Okay, like he gave me a T-shirt, and I still have this T-shirt, and it was from some festival in in Alabama. And um, now I'm looking back, and I'm like, do you know what? This T-shirt means nothing. I'm gonna throw this in the flames along with the folder. I am. Why did you what need a T-shirt? Hey. I said, why? Why did you need a t-shirt? Why is he giving you a t-shirt? Well, I just, well, I was staying over there and like, I kind of just like, you know, I just put it on <laughs> dignity and stuff. And I really liked the t-shirt. And he's like, would you like, you know, would you like the t-shirt? So if you want to call it a trophy, go ahead and call it a trophy. <laughs> no, I definitely don't. It is, oh, cotton trophies. Gotta love the cotton trophies. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot worse things that you can take away from like, you know, a, a, a sordid affair. Like STDs, you know, I, I got a t-shirt. Jesus, have we cursed? Have we said the word fuck more or STD more? Like if I did a count, <laughs> Jesus Christ. I, I really don't know. It's, they're, they're neck and neck at this point. God. <laughs> it's a tiebreaker. Good for you, Mobile, Alabama. So what, let me ask this then. What got you into the, did Corona and boredom make you start yeah. wanting to do like a podcast thing? Or had you always kind yeah. of thought about this? I like, so I love to write and I started, I can't even begin to tell you how many times I've started to write or attempt to write a blog. And I kind of just got really stuck. Like I feel with a, a blog is really good, but I just don't feel like I was really fully expressing myself, if you like. So I just like knocked it on the head really and never really thought about it. And it's always been one of those things that, that I would love to do, but just never really tried. And then my friend during lockdown, yeah. So my friend, she she was having like really bad anxiety one night, I think, and like at four a.m. 
she texts me because she's such an awesome friend like that. But she was like, we should start a podcast. Like <laughs> we should just, we should just do it. And I was just like, uh, like, okay, yeah. Okay. Like, fine. I don't even know. What do I need to do? Like, what do we, what do we do? So we ordered our microphones and we decided what we wanted to talk about. And it's kind of just sort of developed from there. You know, I, I like something like this. I think it, it's a really good thing to do because it's a creative outlet. And I think everybody should have some form of creative outlet. It's it's really helped me during lockdown and and, and stuff. So, you know, if, if it's made me a better person. So like if if I hadn't have started this podcast, would I have gone to rescue the bird today? It's like who knows? You know, like I might have just left it. <laughs> you might have recorded it and then tried to get some views and then like placed a cat <laughs> like dangerously close just to let it poke at it. Okay, well, maybe like I've done that anyway, but I did go a step further and rescue it too. Yeah, I knew it. Fucking knew it. <laughs> Fucking knew it. I know you. I just, I just know you. <laughs> oh man. Um. So I, this is something that was a little weird to me, and it made me feel um that you oh, are completely fake. Um, because Facebook, you had like two pictures. So when like I, I get different people on, I try to like whatever limited um, internet stalk them and just go through like if I meet them through IG, I'm going through their Instagram, Twitter, I go through yeah, their Twitter. Yeah. So your Facebook, I think it was two pictures and I believe you have zero friends. Oh, okay. No. So, so I can explain. I sure. will um, unlimit myself so you know that I'm not some um, – I mean, I exist, obviously, because I'm, I'm talking to you right now. Yeah, so, but you, know, you could you know, completely be some. We've established, we've established existence. Um, <laughs> but we, when we started this podcast, we wanted to make sure that um, we didn't, we didn't want people from work to find out like what we were doing, just because we're talking about a lot of personal kind of stuff. Got so you. I, when we've started the podcast. We've been very careful with linking our personal accounts to things. Like we just don't want to get like we just you know we just sort of some Lost level of privacy. So that's that's where that's came in. Level. So are do you work for the government? Are you or are you like, like a that, preschool you know, teacher? Like, and the parents are going <laughs> to fire you because they're worried we, about. Uh, we work. In, we work in IT, but yeah, can't we can't talk about like where. Got so you. that's um. Yeah, I guess leaves that just leaves a, 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 I think adds an element of mystery as well. You know, I, so if people want a mysterious girl, hello, a little bit of mystery. Yeah. Not a catfish, not a catfish, not a catfish. Dude, just just mysterious. IT has to be the most fucking boring job, isn't that just like a step, <laughs> like a sidestep from accounting that maybe you make like fucking no. ten grand more. I think it depends. You know what what kind of IT work you do and and who you work for. Uh, otherwise I'd probably level with you on that, but, uh, our jobs, yeah, no, it's our jobs exciting for sure. Is it Jesus? Now, now you're just, now, now you're being mysterious on purpose, but that's fine. <laughs> I understand if people can't talk about it. I promise you I'm not. Yeah. No, I and I do. I, and I didn't get to tell you before, um, cause you were just like, sure, we'll talk about whatever. But, um, anytime, you know, whatever, if I, cause again, I don't know you, so I don't know what, um, boundaries to overstep. It's always weird for me to try to like feel that shit out. Um, but you always have the right to be like "fuck off" next question kind of a thing, um, and I won't. I, I feel to it. like we're pretty much past that stage now. I mean, we've talked about STDs. Like, <laughs> there it is. It's, what, what fucking boundaries are there anymore? You know, like what I've told, I've told, I've told you about my t-shirt. The you know, trophy. like I told you about my t-shirt. So my man, there's, my man like tagged okay. you. My, my my man fucking claimed you and sent you back to London. <laughs> 
with his scent. <laughs> with his scent. Have you washed the t-shirt? Let me ask that. Yeah, I've definitely washed the t-shirt. Okay. Yeah. I didn't know if you were that sick because I was about to. No. I was going to be worried. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like definitely not. Like if it. it was, um, I don't know if I got the t-shirt from like Mike's on Nashville because I, I may have got one from him. I don't know if I've washed that, but I mean that's just a different thing, right? You know, there, there was genuine feelings there. So. Oh, oh, I'm not even gonna get into it. <laughs> I am only kidding. I, I I do have a t-shirt from Mike, but I it's been washed. So we're all good. I, I actually yeah, yeah, I feel like there's a theme coming along here which was a bit unexpected, but yeah, so I, I did get a couple of t-shirts from a couple of um potential uh husbands. Holy shit, dude. So you're going around America and your big thing is it's like when you go to concerts and you get the fucking stickers that, or you keep like the ticket stubs for you. It's t-shirts. Do you have a preferred no, I color? I just love t-shirts. Like, you- I think that's like something that, you know, girls in, or women in general, like, you know, like it's like this, this is the same thing of like when like your boyfriend gives you like a hoodie and you end up stealing like the, the hoodie, you know, it's like a, you know, because I think it, I think it's a thing, you know. I mean, happy to to be corrected, but I think you know, collecting such items are f- probably more normal than people might think. I think it's definitely your thing. Um, do you? <laughs> <laughs> do you? Okay. Way to go there, Sean. Thank do, you so much. You? Yeah, it's great. No, I think I, no, dude. I think you're right. Um, I actually I teach middle school, man, and um, I'm the basketball coach. And something we got into this year. Um, all the boys have hoodies. So like on game days, we try to be uniformed, right? When we travel to another school or whatever. So it's like khaki pants and we had a black hoodie, the logo on it, whatnot. So I only had them made. Wait, can I just, can I just interrupt you? Did you just say khaki pants? Yeah, khakis. Oh my God. What? Okay. What's so odd about the, that? I'm dying. Okay, so it's, we pronounce it khaki. Khaki? Khaki, like khaki khaki yeah because that's... khaki khaki is like shit khaki is cack it's poo so what you just said was car keys which definitely <laughs> i would not tell children to go get their car key pants khaki 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 so in america when we try to dress up for church and shit we're literally dressing in shit pants by wearing khakis <laughs> You've got, yeah, you've got shitty pants. God, that's fucking amazing. I need those, <laughs> I need those chinos in khaki. Oh, shit colored. Yes, absolutely. Here you go, sir. So yes, we wear shit pants and we wear hoodies. Um, <laughs> I love it. Sorry, I, I, I totally hijacked what you were saying, but I just, I couldn't move past the, um, we, we had to address the khaki pants. Yeah, well, I was definitely feeling myself. Um, So <laughs> I need to be put in place. But what I noticed is, Especially like when the dudes are in, or if the dudes are definitely into the ladies, I'll have to say like, where's your hoodie, man? Oh, such and such is wearing it. You know, she was cold. I'm like, we're, we're, you're not giving away your hoodie, bro. Go get your hoodie. That's yours. Now, after the season, go ahead. But like, you know, <laughs> right. But like right now, I'm not getting into this thing of like, everybody's giving away their clothes so that they can like lay claim to this girl for the day. And everybody knows like, she's your, like, we're not doing that, man. No, no, yeah, she was just not, cold. Yeah. We're not putting that stamp on it. Yeah, but I so anyway, I see that all the way in eleven year old boys and eleven year old girls. So I would um just confirm your yes, it's normal that you are a um t shirt seeker. Now have you <laughs> have you taken one without asking? Do you like do you, oh, um, you know like the like the real creepy guys in the standard movie that snatch like the female's panties? 
are you like that person but with t-shirts I yeah okay so maybe um maybe <laughs> I did that with Mike but but I did in my defense here I did use that as a potential excuse to message him and say oh my god I've just found out that I've packed your t-shirt do you want me to send it to you or potentially bring it back to your you're fucking lying door. dude you're fucking lying but, you're lying um, <laughs> you're so lying <laughs> I haven't I, I can't um you can't thieve it it's it's not the same it's not the same thing like it's it wouldn't feel as good like when someone's just like you can just keep that it's like okay it doesn't have the same element of specialness, you yeah. know? Oh, hundred percent. That that's I good. may as well just be a looter. Yeah. <laughs> you know, exactly. like may as well, because you know, it's the same same premise. I'm I'm stealing. Like it's just not a good thing. Gotcha. Do you go with a preferred color or style? Do you go like real big graphics? <laughs> Do you enjoy just plain color? Does it have to have like the town name in it somewhere? <laughs> Just so guys can prepare, right? So as Robin is traveling across, they may want to like yeah. hit up Old Navy, make sure they have a different selection. Like, or do you enjoy extra larges, or are you more of a medium person? You know, no, I, I definitely like. I'm, I'm actually just, I'm heading into my bedroom. I'm going to see if I've actually got some of these at some, um, at hand. But I've got a feeling I've packed them like away in a very special t-shirt box. But um, <laughs> there was so there, okay. So I have one here. So. Um, this wasn't from somebody that I had like um, relations with, but one of Will's friends is quite um, religious and he decided to, <laughs> I, I feel I'm going to have to send you a picture. So he decided to make a t-shirt because he wanted to start, I don't know whether he wanted to start a business or what it was, was it, what it was he wanted to do, but this picture he's given me, it's, um, the the front logo is 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 life's a boat, okay. <laughs> That's what it says on the front, and then on the back it says, "Let God steer your boat through the storm into paradise." So, do I have a preference in t-shirts? No, um, I'll just take what I'm given. Oh no! So you got to be classier than that. Look, you what what you just did there? That's that's what a bathroom stall girl would say. Okay. You're never going to make it to the kitchen <laughs> saying you'll take whatever t-shirt you can get. Come on. Like are, you, you got to I, mean, I, I would definitely opt. So the t-shirts. Set a standard for cotton, like a cotton long sleeve. Do you know what I'm oh, saying? No, it has to be cotton. Like it has to be cotton because you've got to remember these are t-shirts that I've like slept in. Yeah. There so you go. they have to be comfortable. So I'm not going to just pick like a, yeah, a shitty t-shirt that like like I'm not gonna pick a khaki t-shirt you know like I don't want to do that so I'm gonna pick a t-shirt that's um that I like you know and, and then I can be like wow I really love this t-shirt like god I wish I had this t-shirt and I'd be all subtle like that so then they they think of giving me the t-shirt so it's got to be something that I, I like have you and how much serious thought have you considered to framing and or tacking them along your walls in your bedroom Ah. Uh, God, yeah, you know, none. Yeah, um, none. <laughs> absolutely none. Um, I, I, I don't really think I've thought about doing anything with them. Like they're just like the very, they're at the very bottom of, of the drawer. But um, 
they're special memories, you know, Sean, like special memories. But that's what that's, but apparently special memories that you want hidden deep down somewhere. <laughs> so if we want to keep going down that psychological road, I'm just I saying. Mean, <laughs> funny that you I pulled mean, out the salvation true. t-shirt. I've, I've hidden them deep down because they unearth um, feelings of trauma and abandonment, you know, like they, they are, they are symbols of what could have been and, and now never will be. Oh, well, so actually that's interesting to me then too, right? Is, is part of the adventure thing for you, like finding the mate, finding the ideal, like that romanticized, we're going to have a great story to tell our kids kind of a thing. <laughs> um, definitely when it, 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 it has come to America because I just, like I was saying before, like I, I don't know what it is about you American guys, but maybe it's the accent thing, you know, like I, I know a lot of Americans like a British accent or an Australian accent or whatever, but um, definitely going to America, it's, I've always been like, like, I wonder if it's going to be green card season, you know? Um, green card season. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, like, I, it's always been there. Like, it, you're, so, you're so right. I feel like you, you, you know me. Like, I have been that girl, like, especially when traveling alone, you know, that lonely girl at a bar with a martini hoping somebody will just come speak to her. Um, you know, I have had situations where I've, I've, been, I've thought like, because I've genuinely gotten on so well with the people that I've met too, that it would like, if we lived in the same kind of location that we would have absolutely, it would have, it would have potentially gone somewhere. So the people that I've met have actually been like really good people. It's just, you know, a shame geographically that your, your country doesn't allow allow me in you know especially now especially now that i've got all these t-shirts they're probably i'm on probably on some kind of like watch list for when i get to the airport so. that be like tsa it's like <laughs> oh sorry <laughs> bathroom stall girl go back to your country <laughs> she she will never make it to that kitchen she's a left swiper yep sorry <laughs> Um, when you said the martini thing, I, this is something interesting too. When you go to a bar to order a drink, do you order the drink cause you like it? Or do you order the drink for like, Hey, is that a Manhattan? So like someone comes up to you to start a conversation with it. Are you using the drink? I guess is what I'm asking for an image. Or are you uh -huh. drinking just to drink? Um, so I've never actually had a martini. I think I think what I'd said <laughs> then was like a, a I'm sure it's a line from a movie. And I don't know whether it's vanilla sky or talk about a fucked up movie. Jesus. Fucking, yeah, I know. I like, still can't it, figure it, that it thing could, out. It could be that, but um no, like I've never actually thought about that before. Like, um I I would when I go I drink different this is a question. Like this is a thing. Like when I'm in America, I drink very differently to anywhere else. I only drink beer in America for some reason. Really? So, yeah, that's that's actually like a something I've just realized. Like I don't drink beer here. Um and it's it's got nothing to do with like the taste or whatever because we can get American beer here. But for some reason, whenever I travel through the like through the states, like it's I don't know, I just I seem to just opt for beers and I never ever ever drink any beers any any other time. So when I don't you know had, why that is. I, I really genuinely don't know why that is. So when you had said Budweiser, like you literally go and you just drink Buds? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, absolutely. Like, that's like, that was probably, especially the trip from 
Nashville to um, Toronto. I mean, I had to fucking drink my way through that trip because of, you know, <laughs> Folder Guy. But um, it was Budweiser is definitely like the, the beer of choice for sure. Yeah. God, that's. And then what do you drink in London? Are you a. Uh... Well, I don't even want to uh, guess. Scotch? So I don't like, I don't mean, uh, I don't live like in London, but oh, I'm I do sorry, visit England. it. Yeah, I'm, no, it's so fucked up. I, I go. I'm sorry. And I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's just my um, America elitism, I guess. And I'm saying London thinking like that's all encompassing of the entire country. Do you know which what is a though? It's schmuck. not just you. Like yeah, it's every, a, it's a dick move. everywhere I went in America, people asked like what part of London I'm from. Yeah. And I'm just like, and it wasn't because of my accent. It, it's because that's, that's, yeah, that, that that's all. Not all they know, but like that's just the the, the go to default yeah. kind of yeah. place. Um, if I went to London, I th- that's the thing. I think I'd probably have more cocktails. Weird. Now I just really don't understand this. Now, now that you've brought this up and brought it to my attention, so like I wouldn't, I wouldn't drink, I I wouldn't drink beer in the UK anyway. Um, but the, I'm to be fair, like what. It, like at home, I'm pretty much, I'm a bit of a wine drinker, you know, like I like red wine. So I would probably have like bottles of bottles of wine. But when I go to America, I never drink wine, might have an occasional cocktail. um, Just because like you guys, uh, when I was in Austin, especially there's a, this hostel called Firehouse, which is the most incredible place I've ever been in my entire life. And they've got like this bar behind a bookcase, you've got to slide the bookcase and you go in and there's this really great cocktail bar and like, the, pe- the people who are making the cocktail, like the bartenders and, and stuff, are um, – it's like an art. Right. I, like, I, I just, it fucking blew my mind. And they just – you tell them what you like and then they'll, they'll, they'll just come up with some, like, concoction. And it tastes fucking amazing. So Dude, they're probably fucking... beer and cocktails, yeah. Dude, the, these people are chemists, which is part of why, like, the yes. shutdown is killing them because they're so they're fucking, fucking smart. wizards. Dude, they're so smart with how shit blends together. And you're like, you they make a lot of good living doing that shit because people appreciate it and people tip on it. And the drink costs fucking like $15 or some shit. And you can finish it in three minutes if you want to. And like, they're the ones who are hurting now. But yeah, those people are amazing. They start burning things or they start peeling things, scratching things, sniffing. It's, oh man. <laughs> it's yeah, it's insane. Like it, it's, it's it has to be some form of like, yeah, wizardry or witchcraft because it, it's amazing. So yeah, there, there will be places in America. Like I will have to try the cocktails just because I just, I think I, I can't, I can't imagine in my head what it would taste like when you read like the ingredients. So yeah. you just have to try it. But um, yeah, cocktails in like some places, but a lot of like my staple drink through when I'm in America is, is beer. I don't know why that is, but um I don't know whether it's it, maybe it's it's just cheaper and it's just more readily available, you know. Like, but I don't know. It's all right. No judgment. I was just interested. Yeah, in, no, it's good. I, good, good question. Because I've actually not really ever thought about it before. So. Yeah, like I'll I'll pick drinks like seasonally. You know, what I'm saying like in the summer I'll have a ten. We have a thing called like an orange crush, which is basically like vodka. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah, vodka, fresh orange juice, maybe like a little splash of Sprite, basically. Um, and like, mm. it, like it's not that great in January when it's fucking thirty degrees outside, <laughs> you know. But like on a nice hot day, stuff like that. You know, margarita is definitely more in the summer type thing. Um, oh, you know what? You I was introduced to an American mimosa. Oh, you didn't, have, you didn't have a mimosa before? See, no, I, I like I never even British. heard of it until I got to like um, 
to the states like it they were they were awesome like they they actually get you pretty pissed and um they it's the bottles like, man yeah like i got pretty hammered off those but i tell you what though, i think just slightly on the topic of alcohol i gotta tell you this though like when i when i left alabama and went to new like new orleans or new orleans um <laughs> you had those have you had those on nola nola um have you had those drinks or you seen those drinks called the hand grenades I have not. Okay, okay. So they are – I've only ever seen these fucking lethal motherfuckers in, in New Orleans, <laughs> right? But they're like – it's like they're a foot high and it's like a giant slushy, uh, this green slushy with just I, a bunch of alcohol in it, right? So we – when we got to um, – when we got to New Orleans, like we – it was it was so hot. Like I, I, I want to say it was like – 42 to 43 degrees celsius which is like beyond beyond anything that i could have I've ever like had to deal with in my life heat wise so we went into a bar as you do and ordered these hand grenades and i had i just smashed the first one because it was so hot it was so good and i went and ordered another one and the guy behind the bar was like you do realize that these hand grenades are like the equivalent of like, I think it's either two or three Long Island iced teas like yeah. that. They were potent. Like, like really. We, potent. we call them a grenade for a reason, bitch. <laughs> yeah. Like you are fucking grenading yourself here. So I just smashed two, like, just like, two, so, you know, if they're one of those, like two, two feet, two feet worth of just alcohol, basically really quickly. And um, half, basically half your height. Right, basically half my height. Right, thanks, thanks, reminder. Um, so get out of the bar, and um, I was at, I was with Will and his girlfriend at the time, and I was like Will, and he's like, what's like, what's wrong? What's wrong? I was like, I, I can't feel my face. Like, <laughs> I cannot feel my face. He's like, what do you mean you can't feel your face? I'm like, like literally, my entire face is numb, and. I don't know what's happening. Like they hit me so hard and in, in as well, like they don't measure shots there. Yeah. No, so, you just, you just feel it, man. Fucking hell. Like, so they were giving, they were giving out this, like there's this deal on, um, and there was, they were saying like, it's two for two for one. Right. So I thought it was two for one drinks, like physical drinks but it was two for one shots like in drinks so i'm just you know necking these things like no tomorrow i've never been so fucked up in my entire life like i regret it so much though because i mean i had a great time but it just felt like it's such a bermuda triangle like it just it's just hazy bat me out somewhere and the next day i you know i really wanted to go do some sightseeing but I couldn't just, I just couldn't do it. Like I was so hungover. Like that place is, is dangerous. It's, it's so lethal, like so much fun, but wow. I've, yeah. What kind of drunk are you? Do you get like sloppy? Are you emotional? Do you cry? Do you like laugh it, out it loud? Do you get quiet? It depends on the drink, you know. Um, oh, did not. They like overall. I'm very, I'm like, I'm like very happy. Like I've just got zero fucks to give. Like I'm like, yeah, no problem. Like I love everyone. Everything is good. There's no problems in the world. And but if I drink, do you guys get desperados over there? I don't think so. They're, but I... they're, they're like um, 
Corona, but they were, I, I believe it's, uh, it's got like tequila in it and they, or they were stored in like tequila barrels or some, there's some story behind it. They're actually very, they're, they're really delicious, huh. but they're so delicious that, you know, my problem is pace. Like if, if I just want all the good stuff at once, like this is my problem. <laughs> I just don't, I don't pace myself. Like I'll just be like, that was so good. I'm just going to have another one. Like, you know, whereas maybe a lot of people would just chill and whatever, not me. I need it. I need it all at once. Um, they make me a bit aggressive. Like I get really angry. Like I don't fight with people or I don't go, you know, I don't do anything like bad. It's just, they just make me fucking angry. Like I just get really pissed off. So, huh. um, I don't know whether that's. I feel like that's probably tequila, though. Like I, I think I should steer steer away from tequila. I don't think that makes me a very happy person. Gotcha. Because there's a song. There's a song. You know, tequila makes me happy, uh, but it doesn't doesn't make me happy. So um, <laughs> I feel like I just want to. I, I need to correct that, and we need to readdress that situation. That tequila doesn't make everybody happy. So Will was on, so you met up with Will in Alabama for fishing and then you started going more West and hit New or hit New Orleans, or I guess New yeah. Orleans and yeah. Cause it goes Alabama, Louisiana is no, you'd have to go East. And then how'd you get to Texas? Yeah. So that's okay. That's another question. So, um, right. So before I went to America, I was on Tinder. Um, if I mean, just really was just really glad you asked this question. So that's just great. Um, but yeah, so I was on Tinder and was chatting to a guy who coincidentally was when I was going to be in America, he was traveling. He was like driving all. Now, correct me. Is it 50 states or 52? Um, so 50 states. And then I guess if you wanted to count Washington, D.C. and Puerto Rico, I believe there's two territories. Like there's some Commonwealth shit, but basically 50 states in America. And then you got Washington, D.C., would be 51 Puerto Rico I guess technically would be 52 as a territory okay all right cool thank you yeah okay so he wanted to drive 50 50 states or 50 whatever yeah, like so he there's wanted 40 to there's 48 on the, you could drive to 48 of them I mean I guess you could hit up Alaska going through Canada but you ain't fucking driving to Hawaii <laughs> yeah well yeah that's right yeah so he wanted to do all of that so um he said let's just like keep in touch and like if we happen to be in the same place then that would be really cool. So I was like, yeah, like no worries. As it turns out, he said, I'm quite, you know, when you're in Alabama, I'm going to be in New York. So I was like, okay, all right. Like no problem. Um, I was at Will's house and then I get this little ring, you know, like the little Tinder sound on your phone. <laughs> and it was this, this message from, um, his name was Richard. And I, I get this message from him and he said, um, by the way, my plans had changed. Just checking in, seeing if, like, you know, you're having a good time or whatever. Um, he said, randomly, I'm in this place, like, called Mobile. And huh. we, we hadn't huh, Richard. spoken. Huh, Richard. Like, since silly, huh. we hadn't spoken. And I don't – could he have known where I was? I'm trying to figure this out. Like, could he have known – no, because it, on Tinder, it, it only says that somebody is like 300 and something kilometers away. So like he wouldn't have been able to specifically know if I was in, in Mobile. But anyway, he's like, I'm in this place called Mobile. And I was like, fuck off. Like, I'm in Mobile. Like, this, what? This is insane. So anyway, we ended up meeting up and Will's like, well, um, 
I don't really want you going on like a date with him or anything or that yeah. kind of thing. I was like, well, it's not going to be a date. He says, well, I don't want you doing it alone just in case this guy's a fucking weirdo. So he says, why don't, why don't you invite him out with all of us? So I was like, okay, sweet. Yeah, that sounds really good. So he came out and we all had like a really, really good time. And I was sort of telling Richard, like, so my plans are to go to New Orleans and I wanted to do the whole, I don't know if this, if this is like a, an American experience because you, you might be like, just, just no, but um, I wanted to do the whole Greyhound thing and really rough it and, you know, <laughs> make, make, make my way through, make my way through the States on the, on the Greyhound. Again, this is like my Americanized dream here. God, dude. And, Will was like, you really don't want to get on a Greyhound here. Fuck, have Especially you, did, did going you, to New Orleans. Jesus, yeah. Have you been to like bus stations in cities? No, like, no, right? Like, not, not in America, but oh I wanted to. Oh my fucking God. No, the- no, you don't. No, you don't, child. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, you don't. Oh my God. Good job, Will. <laughs> this is the thing, right? So this is exactly like, you actually remind me so much of Will because he was just like, you just don't fucking, just don't, don't be, a, don't do this. He's like, I'm going to make, he's like, I can't let you do this because um, for whatever reason, he said it, it's pretty dangerous around this area and it's it's just not a great idea. You're by yourself. So yeah, I was unless like, you're a fucking black belt. right so i'm not a black belt you know um so i thought okay so um richard was like well i'm actually heading up that way but i've got to go to houston so he's like i want to go to new orleans and then houston to stay with some friends and then i'm gonna head to austin why don't i you know i've got a car why don't i just drive you and i was just like this couldn't have worked out any better (laughs) so (laughs) there i was with um rich like richard we we drove in his car like to where did we go yeah so we went from Alabama um him and then like Will followed behind because Will wanted to have like a couple of days in New Orleans because he hadn't been for ages so we all kind of like partied in New Orleans for a while and then Rich and I left and we drove to Houston so I did NASA that whole that whole thing that was awesome um didn't really enjoy Houston that much but I didn't really explore it but yeah I did I don't know it just didn't have the same vibe and then we drove to Austin where like we kind of like parted ways and stuff. And I was in Austin. I extended my stay, my stay in Austin. I loved it so much. So I was like in the hostel for a, a couple of weeks. A couple of cheese. So how do you even have a fucking job, man? What the hell? Well, this is like back in 2014. <laughs> so I, at that point I was, um, I don't know what the school system's like in, in America, but where over here we get like, um, six weeks holiday. So if you're a teacher or, you work in the school system, like you get like six weeks off. So that okay. I took the time. I went traveling during that six gotcha. weeks. I wouldn't be able to do it now, but um, it, it, yeah, I, I was able to do it then. So that, that was the beauty of the education system here is you do get, it's not hugely well paid depending on your job, but right. you right. get that luxury of lots of time off in the year. Yeah. Yeah. No, we, same thing. We have summer break coming up here. So I, it'll be 50, 60 days about. Ah, nice. Yeah, yeah, of course you guys do like summer break and spring break as well, don't you? All that kind of stuff. Yeah, but that's a week. So we'll do like a winter break, which is a week. Kids, dude, teaching is a great job if you get um an advanced degree because you can get paid pretty well. And it's a 188-day work work year. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, federal holidays, wow. weekends, yeah. Um, spring breaks can be spring and winter breaks can be anywhere from 10 two full weeks to a week and a couple days. Um, summers are typically all of July. 
most of June, most of August type thing? I actually thought about, so there's this thing to, to be a teacher here. You need to do this thing. I don't ask me what it stands for. So I don't remember, but it's called the PGCE and you've got to do it for a year before you become like a qualified teacher. Okay. Um, so you've got to, you've got to study to be a teacher, but then you've got to do this PGCE thing. Um, and because I've got a degree, not in teaching, but I've got a degree, I could, if I wanted to opt to do a PGCE. And I, I considered it because um, quite a little while ago, we had like a job advertisement here in the UK saying that they were looking for teachers to move over to um, the United States. Oh, they, th- there was some sort of, I don't know why, but there was like a shortage of teachers or something. Probably wanted um, you I, to did, teach. I didn't have this fucking qualification. So. Oh, you didn't qualify for it? No, because I, I, um, so my, I, I didn't, I'm not like a qualified teacher, but if I wanted to be, I just have to do this like PGC. So my, I've got like yeah. a degree in, um, leadership and management, but whatever degree you have, um, I believe if you want to be a teacher, all you have to do is get this PGC thing, but you, you've had, you have to have a degree like in place to do it. Yeah. It adds to it. I, I think it's something yeah. similar here. It basically would be like, a, I don't know if it would be a master's, but they do that for master's. So if you're in okay, America, yeah. you would take yeah. your bachelor's for your college degree and, um, you yeah. would take some teaching courses, do a little student teaching, probably take you a year, year and a half. Um, it'd be like 30 ish more credits than graduate. Yeah. And you'd be a master. Yeah. I think that's the same sort of thing. Yeah. So I didn't, I did not for that just because I wasn't, I'd moved to a different like industry at the time, but it's something that I've like thought about. Cause it's like, well, I think it was for like for North Carolina. Um, I haven't been to Carolina, but they, that's pretty, I think that's what they were looking for. They wanted to move some teachers from the UK, um, to do that, which, which would have huh. been good. It would have been a good way in to be fair. Cause it's so difficult to get a way in to move to America. Is it really? Oh my God. Yeah. Like if you, if you pretty much the, the only way that's the, like the easiest way I'm, I'm led to believe is if like you are, you marry someone, but even then it's really hard because you've got to go through this huge interrogation process. Like, cause they get like a lot of fraudulent, um, people, as you can imagine, who are wanting to, you know, live the, live the American dream. But, um, the, I think if you, if you own a business and, or if you, if you're absolutely like balling and you've got like loads of money and you can set up a place in America for at least, and provide jobs for at least 10 American citizens, I believe you can apply for a certain visa. Like there's lots uh, of different visas, okay. but you've got to have like a, if you're going over to, for like work, you have to have a very specialist or niche yeah. um, experience because it, they have to pay people to to sponsor, to bring over. So I guess, you know, to their argument, they'd be like, well, if I can just get an American citizen to do it, I don't need to waste all this fucking legal. This It's so expensive to do. Right. So, yeah, it's really hard. But, huh. you know, I just keep keep on keeping on and hoping that, you know, that green card's just going to happen one day. On all these random road trips. Is it hard to, like, do the passport green card thing or you can come over or stay for as long as you want and it's not, like, a big deal? No, I think Because you're not trying to like, work. Well, on a – is it an S – is it an ESTA or, like, a visa waiver thing? Um, I think the, the most we can spend is 90 days on mm. this on this particular on, – on this sort of, like, tourist visa waiver program thing. But then after 90 days, we have to either go back and – 
be back in the I don't know go back to the UK or whatever for a few months and then you can then re- you can then come back so you couldn't go like I couldn't be there for 90 days fly to like I don't know I couldn't even go like like to Mexico or like England and then be like right I've you know it's been a day I'm going to go reapply for another 90 days you've got to there's like a t- there's like a window you've got to wait for a little while gotcha. it's weird huh was it that hard so you said you were born in Australia or you grew up no, in Australia no so I'm, I'm british but i grew so we moved to like australia when i was like 6 so for my dad's job so it, oh. we all moved over there and then i've like he's still there so he's been there for like like nearly 30 years now but i've moved back and forth so much as a kid just cuz living between parents you know i wanted to live with my dad i wanted to live with my mom so yeah, if oh. I if I had like an Australian, my biggest regret was not getting my citizenship for Australia. And I I could have. I just I just was I just didn't. And um, why does that matter? Getting a citizenship because because well, it would mean that that I could just go to I could have dual passport, so I could just go back and live in Australia if I wanted to. Um, but if there's a program that America has for Australians. I think it's called the E3 visa and you've, you've still got to have like certain requirements, but I feel like it's not as, um, it's not as intense. Like it's a little bit, seems like it gives you a lot more leeway to potentially like move over there. If you've got, if you're an Australian citizen, Jesus, you are laser, you are laser fucking focused on coming to the USA, man. Dude, like I, yeah, you've got no (laughs) idea. Like I, I've tried to figure out so many different ways before, like for a long time, you know, like just because I would, you know, I've, I've always wanted to just say that I've lived in America for a bit because I just really enjoy the place. Like I have a really good time, um, but it's it's just more difficult than I thought. So yeah, me too. I didn't realize it was that for um. Yeah, it's really complex. It's it's pretty much your system is like designed to to not let people in pretty much, and and to get in you've got to like really try and and you know prove and meet really strict criteria. Huh. Do you remember you know, much about Australia? I've never really um I don't know much about Australia. Yeah, yeah I do. I lo- I love Australia. I, mean, I went um I went last year again to go visit like my dad and what I, I I tend to have like a few weeks over there and him and I have these really really fun epic like our our thing to do together is like is to go on road trips. Um and I choose dad <laughs> because thankfully he doesn't have a folder, you know. That's <laughs> that's the that's the the requirements that i have and uh we we went on this road trip last year actually one of the one of the best ones i've ever done and we halfway through we were just like should we just go in the opposite direction like should we just go the other way and and come up you know across like through the along the coast like do the coast road rather than inland and we decided that like just you know off a, off the cuff and that's that my favorite kind of thing to do is just see where it takes you and see what what you feel like doing at the time so our thing to do is is road trips and yeah we we have the best time what's your dad like as a hang is he listening to like Uh, rap music so cool he has like we have the he's got the best taste in music um so he likes like the rolling stones neil young um, bit of eric clapton uh like he he really loves like you know good guitar he just he's just got great taste in music so he's he's really cool to hang with one of my favorite people to actually hang out with and the reason being is that 
I think my dad and I are pretty similar. Like we, other than traveling, because I'd say I'm very extrovert when I'm traveling, I'm actually normally an introverted person. And he, he's that person that I can sit with and we can be in like complete silence and we don't have to feel like we have to fill it. Like we can just, just be in each other's company. Mm. Um, and that's like my, that's my favorite thing. I think that, that's my, one of my favorite things about him for sure. He's, he's cool to hang out with. That's awesome that uh, you do trips with your dad like that. That's uh, yeah. I wonder if that's weird. So like, and I'll, now I'm going back to Will with like wingman type shit, and <laughs> and like my, my daughter's ten, but like in my head I'm fucking thinking like, if my daughter's single and thirty and we're out in like a bar and like, <laughs> how- oh, we've been mistaken for like, yeah, like he people. Have, I I definitely think people have like assumed that like he's been my sugar daddy or something. <laughs> Like, dude, I was taking it a step further. Like, and then all of a sudden, my little baby Robin is trying to fly with the bartender to the walk-in. Like, the (laughs) fuck do I do? So, do you change your do you change your um, t-shirt behavior when you're with dad? There's no, there's no t-shirt behavior. Like, I'm a different, a different person. Although I would say, like, he doesn't know this, but um, when we were in Melbourne. I think it was about three or four years ago. We we drove to from Sydney to Sydney to Melbourne, and we got to got to one of the hotels. And he was pretty tired. He we, we, he like he likes to be the the pilot. He likes to drive. I don't think he just fucking trusts me. I think that's what it comes down <laughs> to. But so he's the driver, and he was tired, and I was wide awake, and I was like, you know, just in bed, and I was think I was on my phone, and. I don't know if you could guess like an app that I was looking at at the time. Oh Jesus! But I was. Do you have any other apps? You know, you can get Kindle, which is like audio, (laughs) or which are like books that you can read. I'm just putting that out there. That's an application as well. But they don't give away free T-shirts, so it's not gonna happen. (laughs) Um, So uh, I was, yeah. So I was on this like, like I was on dating app, and um, just because I was bored, like I couldn't fucking sleep, and this guy was like, "Do you want to? Do you want to come to? I'm." I don't know where he was from. I think he was traveling in from somewhere. And he's like, I'm at this place like down the road called the gin palace. Do you want to just like meet for a drink? And I was just like, yeah, cause I'm fucking bored out of my mind. And like, I'm not even tired. So um, I went out and, um, and met this guy for a drink after it, but it was just a drink. Actually. We didn't even smooch. There was no smoochies. No I didn't even, I feel like I didn't, I didn't see him that way, but it was just, it was cool to hang out with someone and, and have a drink in like a city that I haven't, because I lived in Melbourne when I was six and we left when I was 12. So I'd never experienced like Melbourne as an adult. So it was just really cool to go out and right. and meet for some drinks. And I met some friends that who live in Melbourne that I met in Austin. So it ended up being like a really cool fun night actually. Um, while the old man was in bed. So yeah, I was going to, and would he have like flipped his wig? about no, you or he'd no. been like fine oh no just... like i think he no nah. no he's not he's not like that actually he's pretty he's pretty chill he just lets me get on with stuff <laughs> like as he should because as he should because i'm a force to be reckoned with if anyone fucking tries to control me so <laughs> <laughs> it all ties back to that folder there's some serious paper scut <laughs> paper cut scarring with that folder <laughs> very traumatic i can't look at like adverts on the tv now that have like paper and myself having flashbacks and it puts me like a very dark place (laughs) have you um ever been a wing woman for your dad or is that a weird question oh no my so my dad's remarried like so i've got a stepmom 
Gotcha. She's awesome. She is like definitely my spirit animal. She's 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 insane. Like she's really cool. Like she's she's great. So I would um I would say no to that. Uh, <laughs> Hopefully, right? Not 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 been a wink. I don't know. Let me. So if my dad was single, um, and say that so he wasn't like with my stepmom or you know that situation was different, I'd probably be a wingwoman for him like if he was wanting to meet someone like i'd be setting up his, his dating profile like i'd help him out that wouldn't yeah. be weird for you to set up your pops's dating profile no because it would it would it that gives me the chance to then be like i'm gonna help him weed out you know people who that he shouldn't be with you know it kind of gives me an element of i don't know say Good i suppose because you can get some fucking weirdos out there like honestly you can get some real weird people and you know I'm a bit of a pro, so it would give me give me an option to just filter out the weirdos. Let's do that, dude. There it is. Pro. Let's get some pro Tinder dating app tips for a road traveler to not like fall into, to be leery of. Like, should I have even believed you were a real person with two photographs and no friends on uh, Facebook? I, I well, I'm going. This will be disproved in a moment, but. Um, okay, so let's think. Let's think. Pro dating app yeah. tips for travelers. <laughs> so for number one, it kind of ties into what you've just said. Um, don't don't meet up with anyone with just one picture, like or and even if they've got multiple pictures, if they've used Snapchat, don't fucking do that. Don't don't be that person that falls for that filter because. When you go in real life and they don't have dog ears and a tongue, you're going to be very disappointed. Like, let me tell you. So. Oh, wait. I, can, can I, I'm not a Snapchatter. Um, I honestly just started social media for this fucking podcast. Like I wasn't on any yeah. of this shit. Um, what do you mean? Like, I, 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 I've seen them obviously like the dog ears. And yeah. Shit like it's just, I, I'm not really a huge user either of, of Snapchat, but you can do these different filters and one of them one of them when you they put dog ears on you and like you if you open your mouth like you have this really long dog this dog tongue yeah and people but, fucking use those for their tinder profile pictures like i shit you not because so, they're trying to hide the fact that like their eyes yeah, really look like shit like, or they don't filters, have a hairline like there's filters so people can like make themselves look like i don't know who's who's really fake fucking kardashians you know like you can <laughs> No offense to Kim if you're listening. Sorry, but I wish. Um, Fuck, that'd be awesome. Like, yeah, that would be good for you, right? <laughs> that would be really good. I'm thinking about that. Um, yeah, like, just don't make sure that you've you've um, make sure it's don't a legit date picture. anyone with fucking Snapchat. Just even if they've got one Snapchat picture, you just you don't want to date someone that goes on Snapchat. That's just just a no. Um, what, what what is it about the Snapchat person though? You just see him as fake? I just or, find what? it like really juvenile. So if I see a guy on there that's like spends his time putting dog ears on his face, like it's gonna be a no. You know? <laughs> like a hard I don't no? know what conversation I'm gonna be able to get out of that person. Gotcha. It's my my biggest thing for me, like my biggest like turn on when it comes to men is like intelligence so if i could have a really intelligent conversation with someone then that's like a that's like a green light for me but i i just can't imagine having an intelligent conversation with someone that that does that or or you know those filters where they open their mouth and like the unicorn rainbows come out like yeah. well, i mean it's just not gonna work <laughs> is it so um no snapchats don't 
don't um oh this happened to me don't um don't assume who they are in the group photos okay <laughs> um, <laughs> because because the person that you really want it to be in the group photo nine times out of ten isn't going to be that person because if they were that person they'd actually put a picture on it's probably going to be one of the other people that maybe how can I put this really nicely um it's probably going to be one of the other people in the group that you don't find yourself as attracted to let me put it that way so Um, I forget what movie it is um Jesus I wish I could remember but basically these dudes are at a bar and they're like trying to pick up a chick and like this one dude's infatuated with her and his boy's like yo she's a four he's like what she's an eight he's like no man (laughs) she's with eights which makes her look like a six but oh, you want to, and then, and then they like put their hands and like cover up the <laughs> other girls. And then he's like, Oh my God, thank you. And he like saved her or saved him from going up to the floor. <laughs> what? It wasn't shallow. How was it? Van? What? Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I, yeah. I, I know which movie you mean. That was an awesome movie. I can't think of what it was. Yeah. I just, I, um, I don't think I actually saw it. I think I just remember seeing that like little, whatever clip. And I'm like, it's Holy so true shit. though. That's amazing. It's, it's so true. Like just put your, just put your picture on. Cause yeah. trust me, like it's just not going to be a fun scenario for anybody. Jeez. Um, and so that actually happened. What, what did you do? Like, so, I mean, this is my fault, but this is like, I'm, I'm trying to help people that don't fall into my stupidity. So I, there was somebody that had these group photos on and maybe I was, you know, I'd had too many like Budweiser's or something. I was about to say, there was, I was a single looking one. Through, <laughs> I was looking through it and um, there, there was like a group shot. Like it was just one, no, there was like two or three group photos, but the same person appeared in all of them. So I assumed it was this person mm. that I was thinking was really hot. But also, there was another person that appeared in all of them too. Funny that, you know, like the same group of friends. So um, <laughs> we were talking for a while and we we were like, um, should we just should we go for a beer or something? Should we go meet up? And I was just like, yeah. So I ended up meeting up and I was sitting at this bar waiting for this person that I had in my head. And <laughs> this, I get this like tap on the shoulder. And he was like, Robin? And I was like, oh, yes. <laughs> Yeah, I was kind of like looking around, thinking, is he, has he brought his friends with him? Like maybe, maybe the whole group's come, like, you know, like maybe, maybe they, yeah, maybe they're all on their way. Um, but no, it was, it was one of the other guys from the group who was lovely, by the way, but just, um, just a fucking dog, man. There, you, Sorry, there's bro, no, doing, there's just no coming back from that, though, is there? Like once you've, once you've been pictured in your head, like the person that you're going to meet, um, and they're not that person. I don't really know how you can. Did you tell him? Back. Did you like, did you say like, Oh my God, I thought you were actually going to be your friend, Steve, or you just no. played it off. No. And I wish I was, I was more honest because I wasted two hours talking to this guy that I just didn't want to be there. So I, I've learned since then that it's so much better to be honest. Did you at least pay for, way. did you pay for the tab at least because of your guilt? Me? Why would I? No. Holy um, shit, I tipped, Robin. I tipped the bartender. Robin, like, fucking A, man. Two hours. Oh, listen, listen, We didn't have that many drinks, and I tipped the bartender. So that's, it, that's, to be fair, it probably worked out like a bit of an even split. I, so. I think it should have been all you, man. All you. Oh, my, my, yeah, dude, as soon as you recognized, and you stay for two hours. He should have been more honest and just had maybe some photos on there just of himself. Like, Oh, personal accountability. Interesting. Interesting way you justified that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, think so. 
I mean, no, there's a small part of me where I'm like, okay, that was like a bit of a dick move of myself. But <laughs> at the same time, I think people should be definitely these days when everything's like online, you've got to be more honest. Like, just be honest. Right. That's so interesting. Yeah. A bit of a dick move. Maybe he put up group photos because he had a bit of a dick issue. Oh, see, Was yeah, and, and therefore I'm glad it? that I didn't that didn't go any further because that would be a problem. So right? that would be like I wouldn't even if he offered me a t-shirt, I wouldn't take it. Yeah. What about a headband? Was he more of a headband guy? <laughs> I don't, don't know what kind of a guy he was. He was really like, oh, he was like, like, look back. He was so nice, but just, just was never gonna. He was never gonna be my green card. Like, just wasn't gonna work. Fucking group photo guy. Poor. All right, so don't be Snapchat guy. Don't don't go for group photo guy. Um, and then as a side note, if you do go for the group photo guy, because you're like, hey, fifty fifty chance. If it's not the one you want, you must pay for everything. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear, you really paint me in such a such a lovely light. <laughs> um, yeah. Anything else people should know when they're on the road? It's getting late, and they're just looking um, for some conversation and t-shirts. I feel like when you say conversation, so you, you know when we went back to the earlier part of this episode when you were saying that you change your tone when you when you mean different things yeah you changed it to conversation so i'm going to assume you don't really mean conversation um <laughs> i picked up on that um but just like do you know what be safe because especially if you're traveling and especially if you're traveling solo like, and, and they invite you to their house or something, like, how the fuck are you going to get out of that situation if it's not a good situation to be in? Mm. Uh, thankfully, I've not, that's not, I've not been in that situation. But if I was going to be sensible and responsible here, you know, as, you know, putting STDs and T-shirts aside, that the most important thing is, is be safe. Like, don't, make sure you meet in public and you get a feel for this, for this person or whatever, because people could be fucking weird. Yeah, right. So then, and Jesus, this this is kind of like, the, I guess, the weird thing to think about. But like, are you almost better off taking control and being like, uh, it's my room or no room, bro? <laughs> like, I'm, not, I mean, <laughs> I'm just not fucking going back with you, man. Like, sorry, I don't know, I don't know what can I'm happen. I'm going to give you my t-shirt, okay? Let me tell you how <laughs> this is going to work. No, You're no, 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 you, no. You say, I need a half hour. <laughs> What you're going to do is go home and you're going to fill your Jansport backpack with 12 of your favorite t-shirts <laughs> and oh, not a toothbrush, God. not a toothbrush and <laughs> come over <laughs> and we'll grab a nightcap. I fucking don't. This is great. I mean, this is great advice. Um, what I, this is something that's random that I would say, uh, this is, um, I don't know if can girls have two. Yeah, maybe girls girls can have two first names. So every date that I've been on with a guy throughout my life with with like two first names, like so his first name is yeah. say for example it could be Sean and then his surname's Michael. You know, like yeah. you could have Jack either Ryan. name. Don't trust those guys. Like I'm not kidding. <laughs> like don't ever trust a guy with two first names because it, they are fuck. Every person, every guy that I've been on this date with it's had two first names has just been weird as fuck like how so like, like narcissistic personality pretty much so just be wary when you see 
somebody with two first names. I don't know how this translates for women, you know, so like, I, I, I don't know, but just be wary is what I'm saying, because they can be weird people. Like they want to show you their collection of baseball cards, Pokemon Like players. Like they want to show you the collection of like the, um, you know, like I'm, I'm talking like, you know, like um, what's his name? What do they call him? Buffalo Bill. You know, the, the, the moss. Holy shit. It puts the lotion. We're going down. Yeah. Like what is like taxidermy kind of stuff? Like if you're into that cool, but I mean, <laughs> these people are just. How many yeah, first, fucking, how many double yeah. first namers have you met like this, dude? What the fuck? I mean, there's quite, there's quite, this is a thing though. Like there's been quite, like I'm talking throughout my life, you know, oh. like I'm, I'm okay. 36 now, but they, yeah, there's just every, every guy like that's had two first names is just either been a dickhead or just weird as fuck. So I, I have this rule now for myself that I'll never date a guy with two first names. Gotcha. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Um, <laughs> now, now, now I feel bad about any listeners. I apologize. I do not share those views and those no, do I'm not, sure con- we do not people. condone it's and just... express. <laughs> I'm going to get I'm hated on so much. No, fuck but them. Fuck do you know you what it is? Let's turn people. this around. I would like people with two first names to, to prove, <laughs> prove me wrong and give me a better experience, especially if you're American. Yeah, and as, as, you know, and especially if you want to, I don't know, give give me a T-shirt and, and and you know what else would help if they because car interest rates are at like zero percent now. Trade in the white van, okay? The white van with the no fucking windows. <laughs> hey, double first namer. Just just fucking and just you know what? Don't even trade it in. Burn it. You know know what you do? You drive. Dude, you drive to where yeah. these protests are happening, and you just park that bitch and let the looters and the rioters get all their aggression out on it and you just claim it on your insurance. Go get yourself a little Sonata, you know, something with a moonroof. Get rid of it. I mean, one of the, to be fair, so I'll, I'll share with you like a, a little dating fucking shithole that I got myself in. So <laughs> I, um, there's this guy called, this is like a, a while ago though. So there was this, I went out to a bar with some friends and I was pretty pissed. Um, and there was this guy at the other end of the bar. Um, he had like blonde hair, blue eyes. I, I don't. Again, I'm not. I'm not saying there's anything wrong with that. Oh I shit! Don't are you about to get into Nazis? Are, hair, yeah. Are you? Are you going <laughs> fucking? Oh Jesus! It's just something that I don't. Um, I'm. A, I'm a tall, dark, and handsome kind of girl. So anyway. I, but I, I always give people a chance, right? Because I'm just not going to be that person. So anyway, I was pretty hammered. There was this guy at the end of the bar and we were eye floating, you know, like giving each other the eye kind of thing. There was definitely something there. We we're having a bit of dance. And then I felt like I was about to throw up because I'd had so much to drink. So <laughs> my friend, my, my friend, great friend, put me into um, a cab home. This is when I was in Australia. She put me into a cab home and um just told me to get sober up or whatever and anyway i got home about half an hour i got this text message through from a, a number that i uh, you know I, I didn't recognize and it was this guy called dan who i'd been dancing with at the bar and my great friend had given him my number so i didn't reply i just left it for a couple of days because i was like hung over to hell and then i i eventually got back to him he's like do you want to go out for dinner so i was like well 
you know, okay, yeah, that's that sounds really good. I'd kind of come out of a what I would call like a high school relationship. Like back then, like I, you know, I dated this guy throughout high school and we'd parted ways as you do in your early twenties and I was discovering myself and this guy sounded like a really kind of like a man. Oh. He's like, I'm gonna take you out for dinner. Ooh. So I was down for that. Yeah. I was like, dinner. That's, That's all you need to sound like a man. Hey, by the way, you get to order off a menu. They have salads and steaks. <laughs> and you're like, you're so fucking I'm, mature. I'm like, we don't have to go to the McDonald's drive-thru. We can sit in, you know, like that kind of a level. So um, he, we organized a time and he, he came to the door. And I opened the door. He came to pick me up, very gentleman-like. And Dan did not look like what i remembered so this is classic oh. beer situation right beer so bottles. i was like there's, there's fucking no way to get out of this by the way you have to commit to to this because what i i just feel like what are you gonna do like you're just well we know what you're gonna do you're gonna run up the bill you're gonna order a bunch of expensive shit <laughs> and you're gonna stick dan with the fucking tab and you're gonna feel good about yourself when you leave 30 percent <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna bear- <laughs> I'm going to feel both proud and disappointed about, like, for me in, in, in a couple of seconds, right? So um, <laughs> I get into the car, get to the restaurant, and, um, we you know, we're having a date. I just wasn't feeling it. Like, I thought I really wanted to give him a chance anyway because he could be, like, really awesome. He could be, like, a grower, you know, like a grower, not a shower. Like, he, oh. he could be, like, grow on you, you know. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to give him a chance. And anyway, he, he was boring as batshit, like, I I just I can't even think of what I'd rather have been doing at the time other than being on the date with him. But it was really boring. And he went to go to the bar. And my friend Ashley, who'd who'd kindly given him my number, texted me midway, and she was like, "How's the date going? Is it going really well?" So I um, started replying to Ashley. Dan came to sit down at the table, and I, you know, texted her saying, "This guy is the most boring specimen I've ever." Mm fucking been on a date with him in my life like I just I don't know how to make conversation we've got nothing in common he's really boring doesn't look like he did that I remember when we were out blah 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 blah. anyway I sent the message 30 seconds later um or, or whatever Dan gets a text through so he sat down <laughs> opposite me and I feel like you're about to put your like your fist in your mouth Sean because dude I was about should... to say I, I'd like I wanted to say it before go ahead, keep going <laughs> yeah you should so I said to Dan, like, hey, I didn't give a shit about the date at this point. So I was usually I have like a no phone kind of rule. But at this point, I was like, you know what, Dan, you take that call. You go ahead and reply to whoever you need to. <laughs> so Dan, Dan very smoothly slides his phone across the table to me. You know, like, you know, like those like those mafia movies where like they slide the drink across or yeah. like, you know, make like, me an offer. What's your <laughs> offer? Yes. Yes. That's it. So he did it in that kind of manner. Fucking and I, I look at his phone and I hadn't text my friend. I text Dan. <laughs> so um, I, I, I can't, I can't even, I can't even tell you, like even telling you that so I tell you that now I was 21 at the time, 36 now. So, you know, do the math on that, but it's still, fucking cringes me when i have to tell i know i tell the story oh my god did he tear up was dan did uh, dan have tears in his eyes and <laughs> he was just like why didn't you like to the point there where i felt so bad because he was like why didn't you just tell me that you didn't find me attractive why didn't you 
tell me that you weren't feeling it and we could have like left the date so it's that whole kind of like I'm not angry I'm disappointed kind of of thing but Dan got up and left left me in the restaurant for me to pay the bill gangster damn right Dan so you know like things and roundabouts you know um you know what I would have done I'd have ordered dessert to go and then done the same fucking thing I'd have been like, excuse me, I need to go to the bathroom. Told the waiter to get me like three desserts to go and a bottle of wine. And then like come back and be like, you know what? I'm not feeling you either, bitch. I'm out. Grab yeah, my shit. <laughs> yep. So that was um, that was great. I don't recommend doing that. So there's another tip. Make sure. It doesn't happen as much now because you've got like message threads. But back then when you had like a Nokia 3210, like it was quite easy to to get confused with who you were messaging. Uh, so yeah. it shouldn't matter, matter now, but I would always just err on the side of caution that if you're going to slag off the date while you're on the date, especially um, to make sure you're sending the text to the right person. <laughs> yeah. It's, I, it's funny too. Cause if people multitask, man, like I'll get random ass messages, you know, and it's like, Oh <laughs> shit. Oh, God. You know, or if um, I've actually, my, one of my, um, I don't know if I should say, I'll say this I'll, without giving two specifics. So one of my bosses was um, solicited for a booty call by one of his employees oh. and it was nine messages deep <coughs> before the employee soliciting the booty call realized they had been messaging their boss. Oh, so wait, wait, wait. So the, the boss was actually down for this. No, no. The boss is trying to like be all coy because it was like one of those vague like hey hey what are you up to it was like like, nothing and it's like cool you're looking for company like not doing all right so then like the last message was like so are we doing this or what and the boss was like no we are not and then like that reply made the person look and so the story goes um they were like Holy shit, I thought I was texting someone else. So embarrassed. <laughs> this do you know what? That actually tops my story because that person would have to see their boss. But like, again, like at least with Dan, he just fucked off and left me with the bill and I didn't have to see him again. Yeah, but how oh, great Oh, that's horrible. Dude, yeah, I was yeah, so that I mean, I guess this shit can still happen. But that um fucking Nokia. God. Battery life on yeah. Nokia's. Um <laughs> fucking Dan left you with the bill. That's awesome. <laughs> All right, let's flip it the other way then. So if you're, we'll stick with the pro dating tips thing because this is so, um, I don't know why, weirdly interesting to me. It's like a sociology experiment. Um, <laughs> so you're, you're out there traveling and you just want to make sure they fucking swipe right or reply or whatever. Um, and it's funny because yeah. I actually had a POF, might've been, it was Justin and Katie, I believe, on one of my podcasts who um, they actually met through POF <clears throat> because he just kept messaging her and um, he wore her down with persistence. <laughs> oh no, that's that. What but, the fuck? Yeah, but so, but clearly, if you're in town with time being limited, you got to catch that fish right away. You know what I'm well, saying? Well, that's what I'm saying with the guy with the beard at, at the Alabama bar. Like, are you single? Like, you just exactly. you've got to do that. So, how can you help yourself out? So, what are some profile tips to get the yes compared to the profile tips to look out for? Put a British flag in your Tinder bio because everyone swipes right. Shut the fuck up. 
guarantee like every message was like are you are you british like are you are you i love british girls i love british girls it's an in it's an instant in um yeah but then what the fuck do you do like do you just try to have the shittiest accent or do you then like say like i've just been living in the states and i lost it like what do you do when you fucking or or you just never talk like so for like a a mass audience like what can you do to get the yes um don't don't okay i'll i'll list some things not to do and then that might help us with the yes but don't be one of those fucking this is for the girls okay don't don't use that what's that quote if you if you can't handle me at my worst then you don't deserve me at my best don't because uh... you're an instant psycho like <laughs> men will will automatically put you into the bunny boiler category just leave that leave quotes out like just leave quotes off your profile um, that's not that's not going to get you a yes. And, and if it does, it's going to be with like taxidermy people. Like you, you don't really want that. Because um, yeah, am I miss and, and I'm not a Tinder-er, but like the whole fucking point is you're just trying to grab some ass, right? Like hang out, have a good time <laughs> and fucking like let's get some. So it's weird to me that people – do people actually look at Tinder as like a sustainable relationship platform? I thought it was just well, straight hookups. I don't know. Like I um, – because if you're putting quotes like that up, man, you're trying like that's some personality. That's some like eHarmony type shit, right? Yeah, like well, that that's it. Like there are people out there that that use like you know Tinder for. I have, um, you know, I've met someone from from like from Tinder doing that way. But I think the majority of people like just it, they just want ass, don't they? Ass. You say ass. They just want some ass. They just want to get that booty. Jesus, um, is that what I sounded like when I said they just want some ass? I feel no, like I had I'm way more bass. To like accents. I'm just, I'm really terrible. You, um I felt but, like you were mocking me and almost demasculatizing me. Oh no, I mean You like, took all the testosterone. I would never want to do that. I would never <laughs> want to do that. Like I you know I uh, I'd like to hold out some hope for t shirts. So I'm I'm never gonna do that to you, so don't worry. Um but I think those people like who I know people that are married, you know, like the yeah. people that are married from Tinder. So I think there are some people that do, but it's very difficult finding people that are sincere about it because we live in a world now where, you know, we've got people on a fucking plate. Yeah. I you know, it really it's, is. It, it's a swipe. Yes or no. We, we have got so, so much choice. Like, it's to be fair, like online dating has has really I feel ruined like the ruined the, the organic and like you know that natural kind of exciting chase that you would have mm, normally you yes. know like it's really fucking shut on that so yeah. you know that's a great point about that and it's I almost made me think of two things um, one like it it can be also kind of confusing because there was a court case in Delaware where. Uh, Dude swiped right, um, gets invited over. Female admits that, hey, you can come over. Things get going and um, he winds up being charged with rape, convicted. Now he's in jail as a young man. And I I didn't read everything. Like I didn't get into the evidence I was just reading about in the newspaper. But my initial reaction, and I'm not trying to like blame a victim because no is no, No, right? Like to the last fucking minute, man. Like you say no, like shit's got to stop. But what you're saying about that organic chase it's almost like a swipe, right? I feel like that's consent. Like people are taking that shit like consent. I get to be handsy. Yeah. I get to be what the fuck ever, right? And then you double down on the invite over and now 
that's just a weird fucking mental space to be when as a dude, you've, you've gone through the flirtatious ritual. You've gained consent. I feel like in there, like they're thinking that way almost. Absolutely. I get you. I think you should just, just because you might want to, that might be what you're using Tinder for. Like, don't assume that the other person is like, um, and I think like, yeah, to your point, like it's very, it's very easy to just become, have that mentality where it's just like, you know, I know, I know, you know, guy (laughs) friends that have used Tinder like a numbers game. Like if I just keep swiping right, one girl is going to come over. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like a statistics. Yeah. 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 They're, 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 they're the math. Those are the accountants yeah. that couldn't get into IT. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, the law of averages would state. <laughs> it's just, yeah, exactly. It's like if I just do the math here, like one in every 100, it's going to have to say yes yeah. at some point. Right. Because yeah. I have a British flag in my profile picture. <laughs> you um, fly that flag. It works. Trust me. Yeah. Well, you fly so that flag. that's one thing where my mind goes when you tell me about these things is like, especially when you talk about like putting the quote out there, it's almost like, I almost feel like not bad for that quote person, but like, I don't like, dude, you're almost better off going to a fucking bar and like just talking and seeing what happens versus like dealing with the Tinder shit that's coming your way as quote girl. Like, do you yeah, not it's realize? It's really difficult, right? Because you, you, you would for? never like approach a guy. You'd never approach a girl at a bar. First sentence out and, of your mouth. And then say a fucking quote. Like, <laughs> so, by the way, I purposefully didn't do my hair, makeup, and these are my worst fucking laundry day clothes. And if you can't take me like this, <laughs> you don't get this. And then you show them like a lingerie picture of you or some shit on your phone. <laughs> like, yeah. like it's, Who would do that? Uh, who would yeah, well, who would? But you know what? There are. I I will put money in on on the fact that there are people out there that would definitely do that. God. Um, I I just I just reckon for, for sure. But I don't know. Like I think it's really hard to say with what. It depends again what you're looking for. Some people don't put anything. Um, I prefer someone to at least put like a little bit of something. So I kind of know a little bit about what the person could be about just to spark conversation. Uh, you know, okay. like, um, if someone's into like, I don't know, Stamps. space or just Stamps. whatever, Stamp like, t- you know, t-shirts, you know, they have a t-shirt business <laughs> that would be of interest to me. I feel like now with this t-shirt thing, I wonder if like, I want to go on Craigslist. And see if people sell T-shirts. And now I'm wondering, is that like a prostitution ring? <laughs> Thanks. Um, again, you, um, are, yeah, that that just makes me feel amazing. Uh, I can promise anyone listening right now, I've never solicited myself. Okay, and I will never sounded, solicit myself. That sounded so bad. I, I just I totally, collect things. Jesus, I just realized how that came across. No, I wasn't thinking I, of it. I'm a collector. I'm a collector. Okay. As was Buffalo Bill. <laughs> oh god all right so conversation sparkers just shit so like if you're messaging or whatever people can actually fucking try to have some personality and know what's like personality is goes such a long long way especially when you you don't initially get someone's personality because you know it's a picture it's a it's a dating app so just put something on there that kind of gives people the idea of what you're like and, and why we should swipe right. You know, people could put, you know, stuff about their personality and you kind of think, oh, actually, that's just not going to be, that's not going to be for me. Right. That's equally as helpful. So just put something on there like that, 
you know, and, and, and you know what, if you're not after any of that and you really just want to go and get yourself some, um, some ass, then just put one a bang, you know, like one a bang, one a bang, just pop, pop one a bang in your bio and, and, and then see what happens. Play, play Tinder roulette. <laughs> want to bang? Is that a real thing? Is that? Okay, so people, people use bang over here. Okay. Jesus Christ. Like wanna fuck, like yeah, we say no, like wanna fuck, wanna bang, wanna I, bang. It's it's just it's horrible. So degrading. It's really horrible, but you know. God, what a fucking cesspool. Can't wait. What about just stay away from people with two first names? So, like yeah, and, and two... you know, and unless they can prove us otherwise on on, on this. Because I, I really do want to be proven wrong. Um I'm super curious where you would stand um selfie versus full body shot. Oh, I think you should do um, both. So I think that you should have full body shots on there. Um, because, uh, it's, it's really difficult to say why, but it's okay. You already made fun of, shots. dude. You already made fun of them with the minivan thing. So we know who you are. You can just keep going. <laughs> and, and and I've already said like big people cars, so I can't really go. I can't really get any, any worse than I have. No. Okay. So got to think of it this way, like. You've got to be your your authentic self. Right. Like you've got to be organic, and you know it. You wouldn't want to turn up to a date with someone that. Okay, I'll I'll put it this way. So if someone's just got a headshot, and you think, great, this person looks really attractive, but but this guy is actually like a minotaur. And he, he comes he comes to the bar with like a horse body or something like that's not you know what I mean like that's not good for anyone like wh- what are you supposed to do with that or if a girl and she's like a mermaid like what the fuck what are you gonna do with that you know what I mean? yeah you've got to be really honest that's why you it's- wanted to meet at the pool bar Jesus. <laughs> God damn it! Like, I should have guessed. All these pictures of you at the fucking beach. Are you me just thinking you're obsessed with the beach? Like you've got no life. Like that's that's the that's all you do with your time, you know. And if the minotaur, like if he's you know on a ranch, and you think that the back of the horse is like an one of his horses in the background, no, it's his ass. Like you know. But if you just want to bang, wouldn't the horse guy actually be something decent to go with? <laughs> I mean, we're going down a very, very dark. Just, just trying to tie that route. back in there. <laughs> See, I don't know. What, whatever you're into, as long as no animals are. <laughs> no, 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 I stop. I stop at the cattle prod. Like once, once you get to that, I'm just fucking. Up. I'm up. Right. Oh, it depends on the charge, but honestly, most of the time, I say no at cattle prod. That's my line. Um, we all have. To. It's good to know that you have a line though, because that that's the thing you know let's get boundaries in there you need to have your boundaries established before you meet people like you know what's what's okay what's not okay and horse body mermaid whatever yeah i mean hey man if that's you're absolutely into it that's fine um <laughs> great right, um so i hope that answers your question <laughs> going profile tips to swipe right um if you're just looking to bang you can go british flag because you don't have to talk much they'll just think you're fine yeah, um, exactly. Quotes, yeah. quotes mean you're fucking psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Have some sort of a conversation sparker, and maybe don't Photoshop your body onto animals or <laughs> don't, don't or foreign do that. creatures. Got you. 
right. Yeah. Too easy. They're, they're pretty trip. much like my getting through like Tinder picks. Like, like that's that, that would be my top tips. Gotcha. And it's so, and I don't know if it's, um, I don't know if it's a cultural thing or not. Cause I had one girl on here, Olivia, and she's with a guy, but he was her rebound guy. Cause she was really pissed at one of her exes and she went to Bumble and like, okay. Yeah. So like now you hear the POF, now you're hearing Bumble. Now I'm hearing Tinder. I've, you know, you see the eHarmony commercials and shit. And it just like really makes me think about do different sites. Is it like an age thing? Is it a culture thing? Is it a regional yeah. thing? Right. I feel is like it a I've money given thing? Tinder a lot of love, like it during, uh, I feel like you should be sponsored. Here. Your podcast should be sponsored by Tinder. You should reach <laughs> out to you them. Know what? I'm going to look for that affiliate marketing thing because I, I feel like, <laughs> They'll do well um, from from this. But we had this conversation with a group of friends. Um, in fact, no, we had this, yeah, invited like a, a guest to our podcast the other day. And we had this very conversation about, we have an, I think, I don't know if you guys have it over there. It's called Hinge. But it's a dating app that's, it tries to be different from the, you know, that, that left and right swipe a situation where you just sort of like yes or no to photos because that's really what it comes down to. Right. And um, they, what they do is they they make it so you've got you've got the option to swipe left or right on somebody's like profile, like what they've written. Oh. So you can comment on their pictures if you want to, but there's also the option to be a bit more like personal and 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 encourages people to write a profile and you can you can like somebody based on what they've written basically. So that's what they've tried to do with that, but um that that didn't go very well for me. Like I didn't attract <laughs> a very good person from there. So I just deleted Hinge and I didn't go back ever again. Well, I was actually wondering like did you find out that like when you're attracted to people's personalities physically, you're just like, oh fuck. No, I'd rather have the handsome dumb guy than like the 10 out of 10 personality. His heart is so in the right place, but Jesus, he's a fucking other blonde with blue eyes. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> no, that'd be really funny. Like, I could never be with like, um, so who, who would I find really fucking attractive? Um, Simon Cowell. The, I heard all like, British people love Simon Cowell. <laughs> Disgusting. No. Um, <laughs> Louis Theroux or Theo James, actually. I, I, Theo James for me is like, would be my, like, looks wise, my ideal, my ideal man. And um, if, if I was on a date with Theo James and he was like, um, he collected locusts. Oh, or, dude was in Divergent. Sorry, I just had to Google him. I didn't know his name. Yes. No, cool. Yeah. He, so he's in like that, that dude, Divergent Insurgent. Yeah. Uh, he's from England. Uh, yeah, I had no is. fucking idea. I like so I didn't even know Rick from The Walking Dead was from England. So many of you fucking English people are such great actors. Yeah, aren't they? Like they really Dude, are. Seriously, um, really good. Yeah. I'm sorry, um, I didn't mean to interrupt, but I didn't know who he was. Okay, good call. I'm with you now, Theo but James. A lot of people actually do. Um, but he he's my like looks wise. I'd be like, yeah, 10, 10 out of ten. Like absolute swipe right, whatever. Um, if he was like really. Uh, I don't like using the word dumb, but if he if he wasn't meeting me on my level, you know, like my com like my conversation, then I you, you that looks at how long a looks gonna last? Like you, you're gonna be so bored. Right. So um, no, I think. Me, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. So I think for me, it's got to be a mixture of both. Like it's you know, physical attraction is it's it's just it's personal to you. Like. It, 
it depends on, on what you find physically attractive. Like I might find somebody okay, but they could converse for me. Like if men wear converse, don't know why, but I find it really hot. So if they come on a date and they wear like <laughs> rock this really cool pair of converse and they've got really good banter, but they might not necessarily be like super, super hot. Um, I find that way more attractive. Like, you know, like converse. I don't think it looks. Yeah. Converse and banter can make up for a bald spot and a patchy beard. For sure. Gotcha. Yeah. Receding hairline, man. You might want to throw in um, just, I don't know, some sort of maybe wear two t-shirts and then all of a sudden, you know that that's a possibility. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> so, like, yeah. Dude, I'm, God, I'm just cutting you off left and right like crazy. I'm sorry. And that is one of the things that sucks. Sometimes the Facebook call or the calls, like if I'm almost thinking out loud, um, at least on my end, it winds up cutting the uh, audio of the other person off. And I don't mean to uh, be rude or anything like that. Yep. Oh, we're, we're engaging. Like we, we've been on the phone now for like two hours and 50 minutes. So yeah, like, shit. it's just, a, it's, it happens in conversations. Like it's a normal conversation. So I'm wondering, it would be super fucking cool psychologically too, to like, what if you did that where you like mixed up the pictures, mixed up the profiles with like the description, you swiped right, left. And then you got to see like accurately. Oh, wow. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, did the profiles actually match up with your pictures that you this were attracted is, like, to? This is as good as your road trip generator idea. Oh, 100%. Like, road trip personality test. This right? is on, on par with that. This, Jesus, yeah. I'm just fucking <laughs> handing out gems today, left and right. Yeah, that would make it like, how interesting would that? Um... I'm sure it's happened. Some fucking college somewhere, somebody's studied that shit, right? Like, had to. <laughs> had to. Um, yeah. Well, don't they kind of do that? Like, wasn't there that show recently on TV where it, what was it called? Is it where they, 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 two people are in a separate rooms, but they're, they're getting to know each other and they can't see each other, but it's purely based on personality. And then didn't they end up marrying or something like that? One of those weird marrying shows. I didn't, I don't know. I, I didn't feel like see it's been that. Fun. Right. But I'm just almost for like a, um, a introspective thing. Like, would it, would you like personality wise, it would help you as an individual and not just you, like the person, right? So everyone to be like, do I lean, like, do the people I'm attracted to actually match the personalities I'm attracted to? Because if I'm, it would be like a happiness thing, right? Like if you're going to the bar and you're always going towards your physical attraction, but in inside, you're just not attracted to people that you are physically. I, I fucked that wording all up. Jesus, that was a cluster. I was trying to like explain how it would almost like be a happiness thing. Cause I feel like a lot of people, they become very unhappy or unfulfilled with that shit sometimes. And maybe it's cause it's like, you're going down the wrong attractive yeah. path kind of a thing. Yeah, for sure. Like that, I think something similar, like there comes a point, like, you know, I, I dated some absolute fucking dickheads. And I think it's one of those things though, where there's going to come a point where, there's that one dickhead and you have that epiphany moment where you're just like, do you know what? Like, I can't, I, I really can't. The problem is more with me because I'm actually actively choosing these people. Right. So there, there comes a point where you just become right. Like I, I need to find somebody that's actually like a decent person, but you, I think you just, you need to go through that process of, cause you know, everybody goes through that stage where you, you know, attraction is the first thing that you see, like physical appearance, you know, that's, that's just what it's, I feel like it's human nature, you know, like that's how we are. 
but then there comes a certain point in or you know you'd hope in some people's lives there there comes a certain point where you're like actually I just need a bit I, I need a bit more from this and I just I really want to be like happy because these previous choices that I'm making are not making me happy mm-hmm. yeah and I wonder if that I mean there's got to be some sort of insightful the way technology is now just like the way to people almost like a hypnotic thing where you get on that subconscious level you start flipping through shit and then you discover like wow I thought this was really important to me, but in actuality, this is really important to me. You know? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, let me do this, my friend from across the pond. So get ready to, and you've told a bunch of good fucking stories, but I end my podcasts with this segment. Can, <laughs> can I get your best first for last? We've saved the best first for last. Sponsored by Abstinence. Waiting makes it worthwhile. My best first for last? Absolutely. Do, don't overthink you, it. This, this could be like a, I, I, best, I don't know what you mean. Oh, yeah, you do. So everybody says that, by the way, because um, I'm more clever than I, I, I'm less clever than I think I am. I'm more clever than I actually am. I don't know how to say it. But best first is like your best first experience. For last. So you know how sometimes you save the best for last? Since it's a getting to know you podcast, I like to hear someone's first experience. It could be about anything. I don't want to give you examples because then that tends to like make people um, stay in that lane. Yeah. But like a Um, best first experience, that's a cool story just to hear for last. Oh, um, oh, fuck. No, I just don't really, um. Let me, I need to feel like I need to have a little sink here. Don't get performance anxiety. No, it's not even like a performance thing. Like I don't even, um, my best first, um, oh, I really, I, I really don't know. I I honestly don't know how to answer that question. Um, give give me an example. And then I promise you, I won't stay. I'm going to really like try not to stay in that lane. I need, I need to get some context around it. Um, so I've used that shit and I didn't even prepare for my best first. Okay. So I'll do one. Cause you don't have children, do you? No. Okay. I would hope not with your lifestyle. Good Lord. All right. So <laughs> <laughs> I actually so, have a boyfriend now, but, um, yeah. The first time I was actually scared as a father for my daughter's safety, we took training wheels off. She'd been riding a bike, um, think for about a year. So I was pretty like secure with her. So in Delaware, really flat, but we have, um, these pretty big beach dunes and it's a state park and then the road comes down. So she's not used to Hills and me being like adventure dad. I'm like, Oh, you got this fucking Hill. You're going to love this. hill. And she'd gone down like on a bike. She'd been on my handlebar. So she loves the wind, you know, it's just fun. And she's like, let's do the Hill. So we go all the way to the top and she's going all the way down. And like, I'm behind her and she's in front of me. And like, I don't know what happened, but I went from so enjoying it and she's screaming and, you know, she's having a great time. I had never felt so fucking scared in my life when her bike was like wobbling. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, if she tips over, she's going to fucking eat it. What about her face? She's wearing a helmet, but like, oh my God, like, is she going to scar? She'll never want to ride bikes again. And like, it's 10 seconds and it felt like a fucking lifetime. And I was like, I can't, I can't. And then everything was fine. And it was like the first time I truly experienced, like it would be completely, her safety was completely out of my control and she's just there. And it was the first time I felt that emotion. And I was like, holy shit, 
I can't, I don't know what I'm going to do when she fucking drives or like when some dude takes her out or like when she wants to go to Europe backpacking or what the fuck ever else, you know, like it, it made, it just brought all that out. Cause it was one of those things where she finally was, um, you know, she's fucking growing up, man. And like, you don't get to control, you don't get to keep your little bird in the nest anymore. <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. So I don't know that, that was a little quicker of a story and you can be quick if I'm you want to. I'm still too. like, really like I, 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 it's making me feel stupid because I, I still really am struggling to think well, of something that would you, be. You would be the only person who has never completed the best first for last. Um, I don't know, I know if you want that stigma. I feel there's pressure there. So I'm trying to think of. Um, best first time you got fired. Best first time. I mean, like best first time you already gave us a great one about the dude fucking having the text messages. <laughs> I mean, maybe you could just cut that out and no. Um, best first time wait, you were, of- I don't know, first car, you know, first time you, first job that you had, first. I mean, I'm first- trying to think, of, like, everything just goes back to my dating thing. I'm trying to think of something that's different that's like. Um, have you always been successful? Did you ever fail at anything? Because you, if you're kind of smart, the first time you get like a failing grade could fuck with you. Or first time you got grounded, first time your parents caught you doing something stupid. Oh, I've got one. I've got one. I'm, I'm going to talk about my mental health anxiety. So, oh. um, okay, then I yeah. won't make fun of you. I don't know you. if this is going to go well, but if, if it's shit, I'll do another one. So, um, <laughs> my my best first, I guess, till last would be, um. I get, I can get really bad, like anxiety from time to time. And I got it. I, it really started for me about, I can even say like 12 years ago. And you, you pro, like, that's the thing, like with, with anxiety, not all the time, but sometimes it can be really invisible. So people might speak to me uh, and, and not sort of think that I would be like an, an anxious person. Right. But yeah, I had like a really, really, really bad um, time about 12 years ago. Like I was having like panic attack after panic attack. Didn't understand why. Um, and I was I was feeling like really, like really overwhelmed and, you know, ultimate failure. Like there was something wrong with me. Like I was broken in some way and I, just, I didn't know what to do. Um, and then I. I went and I spoke, I spoke to somebody who, who was, um, their dad was like a, he was a therapist at the time, but I didn't actually go speak to the dad. I, I, my, I spoke to my friend about it and, and they gave me some like really, really great advice. And then like, ever since then, like it's made me sort of feel that like having, it's, it's been really awesome to know that actually having anxiety is, is okay. Like it's a really, really normal thing to have. Yeah. I was going to say it's pretty natural. I feel like most people, and it's something I've, I don't think I've ever had a panic attack, but I've felt anxious and worried. Actually the story I gave you, right. I was fucking anxious as all get out. And I've always been interested in like how, how it can escalate to the attack phase for people. Cause that shit's real. Like that shit is real. You definitely feel like you're you're going to die. Like it, it's, I can't even describe the feeling. It's really, really overwhelming, but I've been doing like a lot of work on it and I've been, and, and, you know, through helping others as well, like who've had similar experiences to me has really helped my anxiety. So I guess my, I suppose it's sort of like my, my best moment is just sort of like really realizing that it's, it's normal and that it's, it's okay. And that, you know, um, we all get it from time to time, you know, 
what was bringing on the panic attack when Don't you first know. noticed like, it? This is the thing. Like, I, I, I think I, I put it down to moving about so much in my childhood oh. that I haven't had any. So I haven't had any stability really. You know, I, I talk about this a little bit in, in, in my podcast that I never really had that feeling of like feeling like home. Like I don't feel like I belong anywhere. It's mm. been a really hard thing to kind of deal with, not feeling like you have any roots somewhere. Right. And I think maybe it just sort of caught up with me a little bit because I, I just moved back to the UK after being in Australia. And I think things just sort of caught up with me you know like I needed to start to be an adult now looking you know I need to sort of maybe thinking of a job I I think I realized like my sort of childhood kind of years were over a bit and I was I was need I needed to sort of ready myself for adulthood and Mm. there were so many things going on but I think the best thing for me has just been realizing that even though my anxiety like fucking can, can terrify me sometimes I feel like it's made me a better person. Like I, I'm a much better person. I'm, I'm much, I'm definitely able to relate to people, you know, a, a lot more, except if you've got two first names, like I still struggle with that. But, um, <laughs> it's yeah. I think it would be not overcoming anxiety. I think it's more the realization that it's okay to live with it. Right. Yeah. And that's, so let me ask you this. Do you do, do you do medication for it? Or are you kind of no. more like the mental exercise in order to deal yeah, with it? Yeah, no, I don't want to. And I, the thing is, I it's quite a difficult subject, isn't it? Because I feel like if if medication works for you, then absolutely do it. Because I can't even begin to say how much you just need that fucking relief from all that kind of like mental chatter going on in your mind. You know, right. if it quietens your mind, it gives you a break please do it. Um, but for me, just my personal, my personal thoughts on it is that I didn't want to take, um, I, I'm someone that really challenges myself and I didn't want to take like medication because it doesn't solve the problem. Like it, yeah. it, it just masks it. So like it doesn't kind of address the, the root of the root cause of the anxiety itself. And I just didn't really want to numb myself from that I suppose I really wanted to try and feel as as normal as possible but I I know people that take medication and it, it fucking it works great for them like they they live a much better life with it you know maybe I would too it's just I'm I can be stubborn with myself and maybe a bit hard with myself sometimes so no I think you bring up a, a great point man because it's it would be like if you if you got hurt physically you wouldn't just keep injecting yourself with painkillers and avoid the surgery to feel better. Yeah. And like, I look at mental health a lot like that. And if the um, medication isn't at least at the bare minimum coupled with like the coping strategies, like, it's almost like the doctor that's giving them the medication is kind of doing them a disservice. They it should be like almost like a requirement of if you are taking these medications, we also need you to learn how to deal. Here are some coping strategies. Here's, a Definitely. breathing technique and Definitely. like that more holistic approach to eventually get them off of those medications because it you're you're right you're like you're not you're never getting at the root so you're never I feel like you would always feel the anxiety and then the worst would be like now you're feeling anxious about not having meds or meds running out or some shit and it yeah. can just add to it's, it it's such a good point like this will 
I guess, I guess touches on the same subject, but I don't know if you've, you've seen it, but I watched that uh, Netflix documentary called The Pharmacist. Um, I have not seen really, it yet. Really, 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 really recommend it. Um, and and they, they talk about the the problem in America. Is it like, um, is it fentanyl? Fentanyl? That drug that's, yeah, like oxy, I think it's oxycontin or something. Um, but there's like these really, yeah, the really, opioids. really, so yeah, we would just yes, classify them all like, as opioids. Yes. Yes. Really fucking addictive, like, oh, yeah. um, prescription drugs, but like that's, it goes, it's exactly the same with what you're saying. Like people become more addicted to the drug itself rather than addressing why they're taking them or, or feel the need to take them in the first place. Yeah. And it, it's also an empowering thing, man. When you feel like you can handle shit, you're just a, mentally, it just raises your self-esteem. Your emotions, yeah, you just feel like, so much Yeah, like some days I don't. Confident. Like bef- before I, you know, when I knew that we were going to be calling, like I had like a level of anxiety and I, I think that's probably normal anyway, but yeah. um, some I think for people that can get anxiety sometimes, it can just be a little bit more amplified. Like the, the, the anxiety kind of seems, or the threat seems like a little bit louder. And, uh, you know, I think it, it is really empowering to sort of like push past it. But I would, what I would also say to people is like, f- for me, if you're having one of those like really fucking difficult days, like you, sometimes, you know, I, I don't have those days really much anymore, but there were days in my past when, you know, the only thing I managed to achieve that day was actually get up out of bed and open the curtains and make the bed. And like, that was it. God. And if you're in that mindset if you're in that space like that's absolutely like an achievement in itself and right um yeah like people just really need to to realize that like you know you don't need to go from like naught to 100 when you want to get better like you've got to go from like naught to 10 you know and then like 10 to 20 and like you, you need to have like little incremental steps and i think those realizations for me were it, it's 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 been like i'm not gonna say like it's the best time in my life but to know that I'm, um, I'm, I'm better with myself and I'm more comfortable with myself and I can talk about my mental health with people. Um, that's been pretty awesome for me. Yeah. It's, it's been, and I don't know if it's a sports thing over there, but it's huge over here, especially with, um, basketball and football, these like alpha masculine men coming out about their anxiety issues and being very open about them. I feel has empowered and allowed the com- allowed it to be accepted. It's almost like I'd spe- I know so many homosexuals, and it's not even a thing. Actually, I had one um, on the podcast, Sam from Naked and Afraid. I didn't know he was gay, and like yeah. he, he just casually drops in. He was like, "Yeah, my husband and I, when we were in Hawaii, and we just wanted to build." And like it had no. Re- I I didn't react like, "Oh my God, you're gay." I'm talking to a gay man. It was just like. No, he's gay. Like it's 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 a yeah. it's normalized. So that yes, that's what I'm thinking of with like the mental so health. Much softer. Yeah. yeah, like mental yeah. health. Admitting that, like I feel sad, or admitting that I have these problems, these doubts, these fears. It's not like a oh you little pussy, you're such a bitch. Like that. Like there's nothing like that, or I shouldn't say nothing, but that's kind of going away, which is awesome that people. Can yeah, it's it's. I feel like you know, um, you know, mental health awareness. It's becoming. It's making mental health more visible, and I, I definitely I agree. It's it's there's there's still stigma there, but you know if you you look at how far that people have come with mental health from, like you say, sports personalities opening up about it, you know, actors, you know, everyone from that's that's in the public eye has I I feel and people who are 
maybe not so in the public eye who are you know setting up charities and you know doing fundraisers like there's it's I just feel like you know putting <laughs> putting what's going on, on on in the world aside I do feel um more part of society than I did like you know 10 12 years ago I, I was you know I in fact I would say like in four years ago I, I used to, I was working for an employer who I you had to hide my my mental health and that oh, wow. made it really difficult and then when I opened up about my mental health they they made it worse for me and you know thankfully I'm not in that environment now but I think I think we could sort of like transfer this to employers like I think it's definitely something that employers should look at building into their policies and not just building into policies but you know really talking about it at work you know make it make it so normal for people that they can they can tell you that they're having like a shitty day because that that one that one day where somebody might be able to just say look I'm having a shitty day might be what gets them through like the rest of the week right yeah god I could not imagine an employer um what's it called retribution like yeah back like, at they were they that. were awful I won't name them but I can yeah. you know I'll happily talk about the experience because you know I like I, I wish they could be held more accountable for for what they did but yeah, um, so you literally just tell a boss like hey man i'm feeling like shit or you're like hey i need a couple days off my mind yeah fucked up. so they they just didn't have any sort of like policies procedures any the, none of the I, I say in inverted commas leadership team because they, they just weren't leaders um none of them had any experience at all with it and um you know they were they were m making me do two jobs really like they were, somebody left and they'd given me all this work to do and I wasn't having a good time and with it you know I was like shit I'm really struggling and then that transferred into my personal life and so I thought right I'm just gonna have to be really honest and speak to them and say like this is what's going on I didn't want to have to speak to them about my mental health because you shouldn't have to if you don't want to right. but I felt like I had to so I spoke to them about it and they just didn't get it. They weren't very sympathetic. Um, they were quite condescending. And then, you know, I get to work. I, you know, I, I taken some time off. Can I pause you there just so I can clarify? You went to them and you were like, Hey man, this job, I, I just, it's not that I want to quit. It's just, that I'm looking for a different job or, Hey, I'm feeling overworked. What did you go to them with? Yeah. So I went and I said, look, I feel you know, I, I totally understand that we're sort of under pressure at the minute because, you know, this person has left and, you know, this 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 job role needs to be fulfilled somehow. But, you know, I feel at the minute like I'm taking on I'm I'm taking on the more like the stuff that they wanted me to do, I wasn't even trained to do. So I didn't even have an understanding of, yeah. oh, of what they wanted me to do. Yeah, so, that's like, gonna talk about compounding. Anyway. Yeah, compounding the anxiety, nothing feeling like yeah, inept, so overwhelmed and inept. Like, yeah, I just felt like I was going to explode. So I just thought, you know what, the only way this is going to get solved is if I speak to them and then maybe they can help me out and we can spread out the job role across the, you know, all of the leadership teams. So it's, it's a bit more equal. And, and condescending, they were just like, tough it up, bitch. Be happy you got a job. Like, yeah, they were just, they just didn't get it. They were just like, well, if you feel like you can't do it, then, you know, and you know, like that kind of language. And it was just like, well, no, I, I feel like I, I can, but, and they're like, so, so what's the issue? And I was just like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, for one, I'm not even getting paid to do all this stuff. I don't understand, you know, what you're giving me. And, and then they were like, well, 
you know, if you're having sort of like difficulty understanding, do you want us to try and give you some training? And it was just all very patronizing shit. And I was just like, look, I'm doing you a favor, you know, like that's, that's how it was. You know, I, I was doing them a favor because they were, you know, I don't know whether they were trying to save money by not hiring another person that was actually qualified to do the job. I, they were delaying it. I don't know. Um, but I struggled and I said, look, it's actually impacting me mentally. And their whole body language changed. Oh. Like as if like saying, you know, mental health, they were like, oh my God, shit. They've mentioned the mental health word. Um, you know, she's, she's a bit of a threat because like, that's kind of like dangerous to us. Like, what do we do? Um, you know, like they just weren't prepared enough to be like, shit. Okay. Like, are you okay? Can we help you out? They saw me talking about my mental health more as more as a threat to them purely because they didn't know how to handle it themselves. When you say threat, do you mean like the physical office violence or like a lawsuit? No, no, sorry. Threat? So I, I feel more like, or no, like how they took like, it. I feel like in my impression of this was just like, cause the first thing they said was like, well, like, like who have you told? So for me, <laughs> it was kind of like, um, I think because they weren't well equipped to deal with mental health, like policy wise, they didn't have an understanding of it or how to support employees like lawfully. I, I feel that they thought that um, I could be a problem for them because they didn't want to look like they couldn't handle it. But do you know what I mean? Like I feel more like they didn't want to be liable for something. Got you. Yeah. So one more liability and, and um, for like the whole um, cover your ass thing. Yeah, and that's like that's wasn't my fucking problem. Like they right. should have been set up to deal with like this stuff in the first place, you know. But they weren't, and it just sort of. So when I told them this, I went and I had some time off, and then I'd come back, and then I, you know, they were just giving me like they were. I despite what I told them, they they were just giving me piles and piles of work to do. Um, I I think at that point they just because they didn't know how to handle it, maybe they didn't want me somebody with mental health there, like that, you know, like oh. I've been there. For five years by the way so wow. this was the first time that i kind of said look this is this is a lot for me right um but yeah so there's like i'm i'm thank god i'm not, i'm not there anymore um you know i i left very quickly because i just this just was like my you know you can't put a price on your mental health and you know i didn't want them to make me worse yeah and i actually worked for a fucking awesome 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 you know company at the moment who are you know really good with that kind of stuff and they you know they actively promote awareness through the app throughout the organization for many different things so I feel um you know I I'm, I'm a big I'm very un, like unapologetically passionate about inclusion and diversity and I've been networking a lot and you know in in this kind of area and it's given me such a sense of purpose and meaning and fulfillment because I'd love to be part of something where I can make things a bit more equal and a bit more accessible for people just based on my experiences. So um, I think if I didn't have anxiety myself, like it would be harder for me to be able to relate to people that needed that help. So in right. a way I'm kind of grateful. I was just pausing to give you anxiety. No, I'm just kidding. I thought you had more to say. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, where did he go? No, 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 no. Well, and again, like, so when I interrupted you for what, fucking 20 straight minutes or whatever, or 20 different times, like, that's the other thing I feel like sometimes when people are, um, like, they're kind of just like rolling through their thoughts and making good points. I don't, I try not to interrupt, but then like, it's like, oh shit, 
that was it. And I should have interjected and I didn't. And then you make them feel awkward because it's like, what the fuck did I just say? You know, like something. No, um, that's cool. I No, that's fine. I know how it all works. But I, I, I hope that kind of answers your best thing that you're asking me. <laughs> no, well, it was interesting. Another story, man, because I do like I've never I've never felt that way with work, but I've always been very fortunate that I've truly enjoyed and almost like chosen my jobs. And I've always kind of had options to, I've just found joy in them. I've never felt this anxiety and then not supported in trying to uh, deal with it. So no, it's yeah. awesome to fucking hear about it. It gives, gives me perspective and it gives me empathy. It's for companies though, because like if, if yeah. employees feel like they can talk about it and they feel like they're accepted, they, it eases my and it eases my anxiety but it eases other people's anxiety as well so like people are less likely to go off sick right yeah you know so like it's it it makes so much sense for companies you know from i guess a financial perspective even to just be welcoming of this and understand it and appreciate it and you know be aware of it because you know if people if employees feel like they can't talk to you or they don't feel like they're a place in an organization where they feel like they belong, all they're going to do is, you know, go off the sick, you know, like sick leave. And it's going to impact business. They're not going to be able to do um, perform as well as as effectively as they normally would. Um, More stress is caused. Like it just, you just, I think people just need to have more of a, an open sort of workplace culture with when it comes to mental health, but you know, everything, you know, like, gender equality like everything it, it just people need to have more of awareness about you know inclusion and diversity and equality in general agreed and um that's again coming out here in the states for sure with uh george floyd yeah oh yeah um, definitely so yeah. i'm gonna take you back to a time before i hit record where you were like you know you just have people on who've done amazing things and i'm just kind of boring and i don't know if i'll be able to talk much I'm just going to bring that up <laughs> to end the podcast. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it was awesome. I fucking, I had no idea where it would go. Um, but no, me either. Believe me. Dude, it was fucking dope. It was dope to get perspective on the, um, I don't know, philosophize a little bit. Um, Tinder stories. I, I feel like I'm going to try to beat you to that Tinder sponsorship. Maybe I should just go that route and make these like <laughs> Tinder tales and just fucking find people. <laughs> do it it's where the money's at right um but no um robin it was so good getting to know you man i really appreciate uh all your time good luck on your podcasts um thank you i hope that shit uh takes off man thanks yeah but it's fun but this has been awesome and thanks it's been really awesome getting to know you as well oh look at you throwing in the tagline great job fucking natural you fucking natural (laughs) (laughs) all right man have a good one you too take care bye bye Thanks to Robin for coming on the pod and being so open about her um, t-shirt addiction. Is addiction too strong of a word? Um, No offense, but borderline, borderline t-shirt addiction? Please check out her podcast. It's Love and Other Drugs. They're on Spotify, Apple, and just about any other podcast platform. Thanks to AndrePsyche.com for supporting this podcast. Go to AndrePsyche.com and do some screen shopping where I guarantee you're going to find something you didn't know that you needed. Please, before my voice abruptly cuts off, friend, follow, subscribe, rate, review. 
this, the Getting to Know You pod, wherever you can, your digital support is much appreciated. See ya.